Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max. It is here. It, it exists. Uh, it is not gone. Uh, I do know that Mark and Jens did a really good uh, Video Games to the Medium uh, while I was, you know, not able to do this for various reasons. Uh so uh, they did not shame me into doing this. We had already actually, you know, set it up to where we were going to. And then Mark was like, hey, we, me and Jens did a show. And I was like, all right. And it wound up pretty good. So uh, thankfully some other things have happened since then. So it won't be a lot of the same. There will be some things that will be the same. That obviously if you heard that, you'll get Mark's probably similar thoughts but mine will be somewhat different from jen's but there's some stuff that we're not covering that'll be only on that show so uh you can make sure you listen to both you know and if uh, you like jen's let us know and we can for sure yep. have him on as the third person yep yeah we may, we may do another show this weekend just to talk about days gone or other stuff we're playing but we'll see <laughs> Yeah, so certainly uh, Days Gone is a big one that came out last week. You just got it in the mail earlier today, so I know you probably haven't put a lot of time into it yet. Yeah, I put in like an hour, hour and a half, because it wouldn't update or install for some like weird reason. That is really weird. Uh, uh Seems fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it reminds me a little of, like, Mad Max, that game from a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, like, in terms of, like, your car, or in this case, your bike, is, like, the central focus of upgrading, you know, the parts on it and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I've heard and read, is that the bike is uh, an important focus. You have to... It does run out of gas, it can get beat up, and you get kind of left in no man's land for the freakers to come get you. Yeah, I mean, the story seems like biker version of Sons of Anarchy or something, like, you know, zombies. Yeah, it looks like they, uh, whoever, uh, who, you know, the folks involved making this uh, certainly watched a lot of Sons of Anarchy, it's in there, Uh He's, I've heard he gets a bit unlikable, so that'll be something interesting to see what you think about that when you get to it. Yeah, the stealth seems fine. Uh, yeah, like I just, I literally just got another bike, like your first bike gets wrecked. Uh, so like this, you go to a camp and they set you up with like a stupid starter bike. But, Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, you end up liking it more. I've heard the story is really good, but then there's other aspects of the gameplay that are what got kind of ragged on. Yeah. See what you uh, think about it. I mean, it seems different from, like, The Last of Us, because, like, that was a pretty constricted game. Like, it was very narrative-focused, and you just basically go through you know, buildings or, like, you know, environments, and, like, then you smash cuts to, like, the next season. And it's like, wait, what? 
Well, that's more like Uncharted, right? Where they kind of just want you to get through yeah, what they're trying to tell you. Yeah, it's like a very, like, you know, they're crafting a story and they're making you go through it. Like, there's no real, you know, exploration or anything. I mean, hopefully you end up liking it uh, a bit more than some people seem to have. I mean, it's not... It's, sixes and sevens aren't inherently bad, as much as other people would like to tell you. Uh, it just means it's not necessarily something that's going to stick with you a long time. But, well, I mean, yeah. Like th- those types of games have really fallen by the wayside, like especially with this console generation. I mean, for this year... So far, you've had some standouts like, you know, Sekiro and Devil May Cry, but... RE2. RE2. Um, a lot of the big games, though, have kind of gotten mixed thoughts. Yeah. So that's an interesting sort of theme that's been going through uh, this year so far. Uh, you know, we both did watch Avengers Endgame. We'll talk about that at the end. Uh, so don't worry about, like, we're going to hit you with spoilers right now or anything. Uh, but if you want to hear our thoughts on it, we'll have those uh, later when we get to the entertainment part. Um, just to be honest, uh, Stephanie is the one doing Mortal Kombat 11. So she doesn't like doing podcasts. It's weird because she does streaming, but she doesn't like doing podcasts, so uh, you won't, unless, uh, you know, uh, Jens plays it or something. No, he, he doesn't like fighting games at all. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm probably the won't. I don't, I don't like to stream, but I, I like podcasting. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of felt like it was unnecessary for me to... She got a streamer, to uh, one of her fans, to get her that. I felt it kind of necessary to buy that while... She's reviewing it already, so um, she has a Devil May Cry review that'll probably be up at, by the time you're listening to this, uh, and she's also the one playing Sekiro, so that'll be, won't get thoughts on that either. <laughs> my spot. Well, you're probably happy that you're not having to play Sekiro. <laughs> I don't know. So. I actually kind of am curious about it, like... I'd be happier playing that than Devil May Cry, probably. Yeah, at least it's not Dark Souls. Well, it seems so. a little more quicker, or at least not as grognard as Dark Souls. I think the main difference is that, like, you're not running around and stuff. You're you're having to be, like, in their face and yeah. blocking and everything. Well, like, uh, so. I played Neo with Yens, and that was all right. Like it was better, I thought it was better than Dark Souls. We didn't play that much of it, uh, but yeah, it was okay. Yeah, uh, I think Stephanie ended up liking it more than you did, but uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of people like that game, so yeah, you know, it's it's a very uh, it's a cooler take on Dark Souls or a different take, right? Than than what you normally get. We'll talk about the other games we've been playing in a little bit. Um, First of all, since this is the beginning of the month, you know that those uh, free games are hitting soon or have hit by the time you're listening to this because it's May 1st when this is uh, hitting your 
your ears or your if you're watching on YouTube, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. This is a mixed bag for Games for Gold. Uh, you got the Marooners, which is like a party game. has like 25 different games and stuff that's in it. And you can play with six friends online or co-op. Golf Club 2019, which does have the PGA Tour on it. So if you're a golf person, I guess take a shot at it. Uh, too bad we don't have Yens on here to wax poetic about Earth Defense Force, uh, Insect he kept, Armageddon. He, kept, he was arguing with me earlier tonight about how like, he didn't like Iron Rain, but it's like you finished it. Like You obviously liked it enough to finish it like i'm right i'm reviewing the damn thing and i'm gonna finish it like i don't care <laughs> so the game has i think like 52 or 56 missions it's like okay it's not gonna change i'm on mission it's, 24 or 25 right now it's not like you know the rest of the game is gonna be great <laughs> it's not uh not sparking your fancy at all you don't want like no. just killing it bugs was, it was fine playing with him but just playing alone you know no thank you well, it's probably a game that's meant to play more with friends yeah, like, than by yourself. Yeah, like four people, which would be good because the AI sucks with like your, you know, your usual team. <laughs> well, hopefully you can play it more with him before you gotta review the thing. Yeah. Plus, you got Comic Jumper, which I've always sort of been interested in playing, and it's supposed to be pretty good. No, it's it's a great concept. And a like a great look and good attitude, but playing it is terrible. Really? Why? It's just repetitious. It's really hard. Like you get your ass kicked like regularly in that game. Uh, yeah, it's just not like I I, I like Explosion Man and Miss Explosion Man, but except for, aside from those two games, like none of their games have been good to play. I'm so it's a beat 'em up that's really hard. Yeah. Well, it's like. I think it can also, like, directionally control, like, shoot. You know, eight-way eight direction or whatever. Uh, okay. But it's like that and that one Loco Cycle. It's like, those are not good games to play at all. Yeah, Loco Cycle was not not very good at all. I'll give you that one. This has a great concept, and, I, like, I like the FMV. Just make one of those games. <laughs> I think they did. Well, I think they did Gunstringer. That was, like, Kinect-based, so it sucked also. Yeah, that's what sucked about that game is Kinect. I mean, it was good for a Kinect game, but not being taken off that kind of ruined it for... Yeah, ported it to, like, uh, Windows 10, and it made it, like, like a real brain-dead shooter then. Yeah, sometimes it's... You take that aspect out of it, then you realize it's not very fun without the gimmick. Uh, Game Pass also got uh, their announcements for the month. I think they usually release more than just these games, but these are like the headliners, I guess you could say. So pretty quickly, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus is going to come, along with Wargroove, which uh, both those games are pretty great. Uh, Wargroove actually released this year, so if you like uh, RTSs, that's a really good RTS uh, to play, made by some of the people that made Advance Wars. Um, so there's that, uh, 
For the King, Surviving Mars, and Tacoma, and Black Desert come out. Tacoma's worth checking out uh, for sure. I actually uh, like The Surge coming out late, a little later. Uh, I heard you. I remember you talking about it, that you liked it. Yeah. Jens hates it. <laughs> so what is that game again where people don't? It, it's sci-fi Dark Souls, kind of. Like you're in like a movie. Ah, okay. Plus, you got Lego Batman 3 as well, which Lego Batman games are pretty good. Another one of those. Without online cooperative multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which is weird. Like, I, I get it's a kid's game. Maybe they, that's part of the issue, but still, you could uh, you let that one fly a little bit there. You could have the option, let's just say that. Yeah, you don't – you could – Lock it the, to where kids can't get into that really easy if that's the problem. Well, that was one of the things that made Minecraft popular, I remember. Like, I remember, like, stories like Absentee Dads would, like, be playing, like, on the kids' Minecraft server. Or, like, you know, the, if the dad is, like, on vacation or out, or out for work, they could still, like, have fun playing together. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's, like, you don't know who you're getting together to play that game or, you know, you could wind up having loads of fans that you never know you'll have until it's because you have that online available and you take that away it's you're limiting yeah possibilities there well that's how uh, Warner Bros wants to do it so you know go them on that one yep. so Kingdom Hearts 3 got its uh, first Technically, the free DLC and also a sort of announcement of the paid DLC. Uh, we've kind of known for a while. Nomura announced that there was going to be paid DLC, but they didn't say what it was going to be about. Uh, Critical Mode came out for free. So the people that have been waiting for that because Prob Mode was honestly too easy. So if you wanted a lot of difficulty in your Kingdom Hearts 3, you have that now. And the paid DLC is called Kingdom Hearts Remind. Well, don't ever change, Nomura. You always got to have weird-ass names for your stuff. At least it's stuff. Not some, like fake Latin name or something like Dissidia. Yeah, or like some number and something else. Yeah, it's an <laughs> Yeah, some at first it was like re colon mind, then they changed it to it's like just re with the mind all capitalized, which okay. Uh, better, it, yeah. it's supposed to be it's supposed to have a limit episode with a boss, a secret episode with a boss, and uh, it's also going to have an option for the English VA if you're playing the Japanese version of the game. No word yet on if it's vice versa. There's also a new Keyblade and a new form for Sora that will come free with that if you buy it. Well, um, at least they're not releasing like a a game we'll talk about later where they could easily just release it as DLC for a lot cheaper. Uh, they're doing – it's not just Final Mix and here we go pay something and you got to buy the whole thing again. It's just DLC. You like this? Are you interested in playing this at all? Uh, it depends on what the stories are or what the bosses. Uh, I mean, maybe. 
I, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of done with Kingdom Hearts, but sure. <laughs> I'm always up for doing more Kingdom Hearts, You'll obviously. Be the secret bat, secret boss. That would uh, be appropriate since he's been in most of the other games. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I could see him being like the secret boss or something. I just want to see what the actual story is going to be about, like you said. I think they made hints about it, and I can't remember exactly where he said they're going to be exploring in that. Um, I know if the fans had their choice, it might be the actually getting to play as Kyrie while she's training and doing other stuff, because that's one of the my big hangouts for Kingdom Hearts 3 was, let's make a big deal about Kyrie training, and then... I mean, <laughs> she doesn't do anything. Like, you don't get to see her beat up anyone. You don't get to see her, like... She comes to Sora's A, but not in the way that you would think if you're training to use that Keyblade. She just does it in some, like, spirit way or whatever. And, like, she once again becomes just the reason for Sora to, like, go march out there and do stuff. And it's like, yeah, you could have done... Way more with this, thanks. I mean, you know, Square always has kind of a problem with female protagonists. Well, you have Aqua, who's really cool, and then you can't even remotely get close to that with Kyrie, which is weird. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's I could go on with that for a while. I'm not going to. Uh, speaking of though, Kingdom Hearts is still the number one selling game of the year. Uh, right uh, underneath that is actually The Division 2. And that's also the number one selling game of March. Uh, that's not a total surprise considering it's, a you know, always online. Uh, you know, you yeah, have I got, to... I got to the end game of that, so that's a little more interesting now, I guess. <laughs> is it better? Uh, Since it's okay, <laughs> I guess gears more like more more. It's all about like gear score now. Like, you know, finding an assault rifle that has more f five more points than the one I already have. And it's like well, maybe that will break me into the new tier. I know they did some updates <clears throat> for it. I don't know if it fixed any of the stuff that you were wanting them to change. Uh not really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, still, Mark. I, I think I think it got better. Like I reviewed it pretty negatively. I think I gave like a six out of ten. I got yeah. more fun with it later on because I was getting like gear that I liked. Like I played through a lot of the early parts in that game with an assault rifle that was like way too low for my character. Like I was level twelve and I had a level six assault rifle, and the game was like upgrade your weapons, and I was like, I would, but you didn't give me any, and I can't buy them. There was no other gun that you really liked. Well, there are classes like there's. I had like an. I had a uh, rifle as like a backup. Oh, sorry. sorry. Gotta love. To use, yeah, I didn't want to use a, like a uh, heavy machine gun or a Uzi or like a. Uh, there was like one, I think there's like one other type. Like, or or shotgun. It's like no, I want an assault rifle, and you're refusing to give me any. So. We have a problem. That's weird. Do you think they would make, like, 
upgrades for each type available if you don't well, I couldn't, want I it. Yeah. Crafted, I think I could have crafted one, but I didn't have the right materials, or like I was pretty weak at that point. Or you know, I didn't just didn't have anything. So it's like, all right, well, I'll just keep plugging along until something finally drops, and then it did, and I'm like, hey, this is fun now. But you said it's better with with friends, right? Yeah, I ma- I did matchmake quite a bit later on, like with just random people, and you can blitz through some of those missions like real quick. Yeah, because it like auto levels you to the like nearest well, level. Like, it does some like weird, uh, like level. I wouldn't say leveling, but like you know level. It like averages it out kind of, or it scales. That's it. So like I did like one mission with like level thirty guys, and I was getting like level twenty eight gear, and I'm like level eight. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I can't Can use you use it? Stuff. No, I couldn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. So it, like, doesn't... So you're just getting through the story, but it's not really helping your actual solo character later. No, no. Well, it was because I still got experience points for it on uh, gear. Like, I, the gear that dropped wasn't my level, but the gear that I got from the mission was. Ah, okay. Well, that helps, at least. Well, going on through the rest of the list, you got Anthem, which uh, Mark did not like, and a lot of people did not like, uh, and they've had to delay a lot of their Act 1 content. They did release some of it, but it it still just, there's a lot about Anthem that's messed up, and they need to fix it. Resident Evil 2 is right beneath that, which... Mark loved, I love, it's probably the best game still Yeah. Uh, from this year. Red Dead Redemption 2, Jump Force, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Sekiro, Shadows of the Dead and Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I am, and New Super Mario's Brothers U. I'm a little surprised by Jump Force, just because it's terrible. <laughs> Man, those anime fans will, will buy stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, both of us didn't have to pay for it, thankfully, but, you know, it's not a, like, I got through some of the story, and, and now that I've, like, gotten through all of One Piece, I might go back and see if I enjoy playing with more of those characters. I took I took the DBZ route the first time because that was the series that I knew the most about. I don't know that it'll change much, but... Teams all change. Oh, they all have, like, kit characters from different, you know, rosters or whatever. Right. Uh, I just think it's a bad fighting game. (laughs) Yeah, it's not... I mean, like, it's fine, right? It's not too... It reminds um, me of, like, the early Naruto Xbox 360 games. Like, like it's not hard to understand... Right, but like at some point, there's like a difficulty spike that just gets ridiculous, and it's like, all right, I am done now. <laughs> so you, you, got a, you got that game on uh, PS4, right? Xbox One. Okay. Did you get the Ultimate Edition or just the regular? I think I got the the Ultimate Edition, but obviously it didn't come with the like figure and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the one thing I will give them credit on. I got the PC Ultimate Edition. It's like, good. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, the little out, the outfits that come out come with it are kind of lame. 
But well, you got yeah. that one free. You get that one Frieza chair, which is pretty funny. Yeah, that, that's. I never used it because I didn't think it fit my character, but yeah. I, I was wearing a cape and I was constantly clipping through the back, which always made me laugh. <laughs> that's great. Um, so for this. For March, it was the Division Two Sekiro and will be the show 19, which that always does impressively well. Double May Cry 5, Smash, Red Dead 2, NBA 2K19, Grand Theft Auto 5 is still chugging along, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, and Call of Duty Black Ops 4. So, uh, good for Yoshi that it's on there. Uh, it's super freaking easy, which is why I know it's not going to go down in price anytime soon, but it's not, it's why I've not. I've thought about it for Anaya sometimes, and I'm just kind of like, I think maybe even she will kind of tire of it too. So it's like I'm not rushing out to buy that. I guess if she was younger, maybe. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting for Animal Crossing, I think, to hopefully get her to. I'm also scared because then I might lose my Switch for a while, but I'd kind of want to see her playing something off well, the PC. I mean, how yeah. often are you? Pl- I mean, you're pl- you're using your Switch to play Final Fantasy X. That's not. Even I'm using game. my Switch is also the, all the games I'm playing right now and reviewing, so I would need it. <laughs> Thankfully, that game's not coming out for a while, but yeah, it's, it's off. Yeah. You know, a few, you have a few more months. <laughs> I still don't get Nintendo's schedule. Like, let's not release almost anything. For the first half of the year, and then frickin' make everything towards the back half. They still have not figured... I mean, they did it great the first year. Then after that, they kind of got back into their lull of... Last year was really bad of... Oh, Pokemon and Smash are at the end. Like, let's wait for the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, playing indies and stuff on Switch is great, but still... Uh, which I'll talk about those a little later. But uh, Square also made news aside from releasing the two Final Fantasy or three Final Fantasy games in, in that span of 10, uh, 10 2, and uh, 12 that just came out yesterday, uh, which I'm not rushing to buy because Mark already did a review last year. So I will just buy that whenever I feel like it, I guess. If it ever goes on sale uh, for under 20. Oh, no, I'll probably do it at, like, 30 or something, but it'll probably take forever for Nintendo to put that on sale with the way they do their sales. Yeah. They'll do, like, a $3 sale and go, oh, that's a sale. Everybody go rush out and buy it. It's on sale on Amazon right now for, like, 41 or something. That's not bad. I actually wouldn't mind having it physical because I'm getting to that point. I've already had to erase... For Final Fantasy X, X, too, because it's like 27 gigs, I had to erase stuff off my... Uh, I have a 200 gig SD card. I had to erase stuff off of it to be able to download that. Get a bigger one, man. Uh, I guess now that they do the save game transfer, I could. <laughs> I was waiting to see if they would do that. Because I figured just doing cloud saves was going to be a problem. Uh, Square is interestingly taking the Sony spot for E3. I wonder if that means they actually have something important to show or they're just doing it to do it. They're gonna, they're gonna, it's, it's just going to be an hour-long trailer or a gameplay demo of The Quiet Man too. 
Oh, God. Shoot me now, please. I will be watching that with, like, something else on in the background. Cause <laughs> you know what? Quiet Man 1 was interesting when they showed it, and then the game comes out, and it's awful, and now I don't... I hope they're just done with that. You think, uh, finally get the Avengers? It'd be nice. Like, they announced that game two years ago, and they've shown nothing like for later. it. Yeah, we have nothing. We'd like to have nothing about that game at all. And we've seen, what, the Iron Man VR thing showed up. The uh, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 has a release date. I mean, all these other games have come out or are going to come out, and we got nothing from this huge... And maybe they had to wait for Endgame to come out for them to be able to I, I mean, I say anything. That, I, I don't think it's going to be that related to that, you know, that movie. Yeah, probably not, especially because it's what, like... A lot of the stuff that they would have been doing for it is, what, three years old? Even Infinity War might be old by the time uh, that that's out there. So, yeah, I mean, depending on if they even got the voices for the characters. I mean, they probably got, like, the cheaper ones, like Sebastian Stan or Anthony Mackie, but not Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., which they should. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Disney wants to invest that much when it's an unknown. Like, we don't know what Square is going to wind up doing with it, along with Crystal Dynamics. So, until they prove it, I don't think they can, you know, do all that. But we'll see. We'll see. You think any Final Fantasy VII? No. They're so screwed in that project. It's It's hilarious. I mean, they could just do, like, a little bit more from the trailer they showed, I guess. Yeah, they'll just, like, reshow that trailer again. Like, oh, Get everybody hyped and... 10,000 more polygons and Barrett's gun. It's like, all right. <laughs> five more years, people. Just give us five more years. That's what For everybody's waiting one. on. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that... Uh, I think they said something about... Well, they haven't officially... I think there was rumors that they were not going to do the episodic thing anymore. But I don't know. There's I mean, That changes all the time with them. The problem with that game is it has a ton of locations. Like, much more than yeah. most RPGs now. And, like, the story goes all over the place. I mean, they could... I think they should just streamline the story a little. It'd make fans angry, but, I mean, that, that story's dumb. Well, yeah, it's very, uh, very out there, very convoluted. It goes a lot of places, like you said. I mean, if they include everything, it's going to be like Final Fantasy 15, where either they're going to wind up having to just release it and then patch crap in, or they take the whole, whatever, five, ten years to make it because yeah. there's just so much stuff by, in there. By the time the PS5 and the uh, Xbox 420 or whatever it's going to be called <laughs> gets released, you know, that'll be the first episode of it. I don't think people will be complaining too much about it, but I think Midgar is perfect for, if they were going to do episodic, Midgar is perfect for that. Well, I mean, that's kind of where the first disc ends. Like, they go outside a little, but it's not, it's pretty incidental, I remember. Yeah, it's very linear, but at least you get that, like, it has a lot of the, like, big moments that I think people remember 
from that early part of the game. Also, I think like if you just did Midgar, like you could actually make it like an actual explorable city, because in that in Final Fantasy VII, like it's pretty linear. Like you go through, yeah. you know, section six and seven, and, and like that's about it. Yeah, you could flesh out like more of those cities to let them. Uh... You could like reuse content. Like you could like, I mean, Cloud is a bounty hunter, or you know. Not a bounty hunter, like a, but a soldier for hire. You could have him like hunt bounties, or you know, go, you know, do something like that. Yeah, like go. Here's uh, these soldiers are doing something over here. Whatever, go kill them. Yeah, like, you go know, stop, go stop some Shinra plot in section four, which is, you know, you know, you can do whatever you want. Or go blow up more Mako reactors, or yeah, whatever. It's possible. We'll see. Uh, I feel like they it has to be Avengers or something big if they're going to take that like primetime slot. It's going to be an HD to... remake of Parasite Eve. And if it's that, <laughs> pre-order day one. I mean, yeah, unless... I could see... Obviously, the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC will get shown there. But aside from that, I feel like they got to have something else. So... Let's see if uh, we get any leaks, I guess, before uh, that time comes. Man, it's crazy to think we're almost a month away from that. They're going to announce Final Fantasy VIII finally for next-gen consoles. <laughs> can, you think, can you imagine that? Like, oh, we're doing Final Fantasy VII and VIII Remake at the same time. No, I don't mean Remake. I don't mean they're just going to port them over. Well, they can't really port it over. I mean, even if they take the PC version, they'd have to redo it, right? Like, Well, they're... I guess the rumor, or the, what, I guess the semi-story is like that they lost the source code. Right, right. Eight, but it's like that's. I don't think it'd be that hard to just pour it over, like necessarily. Like, it wouldn't look great, but they could still do it. Yeah, they could do it, but I think people would be kind of a. I mean, I guess you you're still getting what seven and nine in their original forms, so. You can't really be too upset about it. I think the PC version of Final Fantasy VIII was a superior one. It looks good. It looks good still. Well, it had some, like, janky controller, you know, stuff at the time. Like, all PC games back in, like, the early, or the late 90s. Yeah, you have to do some configurations on the controller in order to get it to work well. Probably about it. (laughs) Yeah, aside from that, you know, they got it to look pretty good for what you could do. With yeah. a up-res PS1 game, but yeah, Square's got uh, some time to think about what they want to show on there. Another Speaking of, game. yeah, uh, well, no, they did no. the last DLC. I can't imagine yeah. they got much I, more with Team Raider. I think that game bombed pretty hard. And Just Cause Four is getting DLC, which great. That surprised me. Yeah, I mean, Just Cause Three got decent DLC, but I don't know anyone who like you like Just Cause Four or like played it, except for me, because I, I mean, I had to. Yeah, they're gonna have to um, certainly come out with some it's like surprises or whatever. Uh, I could see them doing like thirteen coming to the current, you know, generation systems and. Well, it's already on Xbox One with the backwards compatible, but 
I can yeah. see them like remastering those and uh I don't I don't know what else the games no one wants. Here you go. And Nintendo Navy uh announces their well Square would have been first, so I don't think Nintendo would let them announce like Super Nintendo games coming to the Switch first, but we'll see. I don't know how that that's going to work. Like if they say Final Fantasy one through six is going to show up or or something. Yeah. Uh, so um, here's the part which I know doesn't uh, interest everyone, and I'm or or they're either tired of hearing about this stuff, but I think it's important to talk about because it's a thing that's sort of plaguing the games industry at this point. And I get it that some of these stories are not things that are totally inherent to this industry. Um, but it still sucks to really have to, to see. And hopefully it's something, especially with these studios that make these big games, um, like all three of these studios, Riot Games, NetherRealm, and Epic, you know, having these terrible stories happen at these studios is is not great. Um, Riot, of course, has been in the news for a while with their very bad uh, workplace having uh, sexual, you know, sexist, uh, you know, COOs even, and and just really bad harassment issues and all this other stuff. Uh, yeah. They are they are trying to block two employees, uh, female employees, from uh, filing lawsuits. Or, you know, a bigger sort of gender discrimination lawsuit in public court. So they're forcing them into arbitration. And this is causing riot workers to want to uh, walk out and kind of protest on May 6th. Uh, we don't know how big the walkout is. Um, apparently, there's some workers that because of that, they don't want to do the walkout because, you know, it could also lead to them getting fired. But I don't know. What do you think about this? Riot just makes an apology the first time Kotaku made that report, and then they kind of just don't say anything. And this kind of seems to go against whatever they were trying to do in the first place. Like, Well, it's funny. When that report about Riot came out, I think it was like last year. I actually had a female friend who worked at Riot. I kind of, you know, surreptitiously asked her, and she was like, I mean, I haven't experienced like anything like that. I, I believe her, but I, I mean, that's a big company. And, yeah, it probably is being, you know, run, but it's kind of like a, you know, a shitty frat club or, you know, like a guy's club or something. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, this doesn't bode well for them. I think it's just riots just not being like very transparent with this because it's like, again, you're, you're bringing in people to try to make this a better place. I get it that you're also trying to save yourself more humiliation and more uh, money by forcing this into a private sort of arbitration. But I don't know. I think this doesn't make you look good to the people when, when you're saying, Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to do better, and then you pull this move and sort of makes all those other things that you did kind of void. I don't know, but yeah, just 
this this is not a good look for Riot and stuff that's continually bad for them at this point. Yeah. Uh, another realm doesn't it has kind of egg on their face as well, especially with contractors who are had to go through a long, long periods of crunch for Mortal Kombat Nine, Ten, and the Injustice games. Um, they there was a situation with uh, like bathrooms. Uh, there was uh, situations with like they tried to get off to go to a wedding, and they uh, you know weren't treated very well for it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, just those games are in a pretty set schedule, like yearly schedule, like well, somewhat bi-yearly. But I mean, you know, Injustice Two came out last year, May 11th, and I think MK10 was like, you know, two years ago, uh, May or April actually. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. You know, well, no, basically mean, the, Well, no, those sorry, those games aren't a year, at least by year schedule. Like they come out every two years. So right. Mortal Kombat or Injustice Two was two years ago, and Mortal Kombat uh, X was two years before that. But I mean, it's not like it's not like a Madden. Like they don't reinvent the fucking game of football every two years. Like, it's always the same. And like, yeah, they are literally doing that with these games. I just don't. I agree. I get it that they they're on a schedule, and I get it that NetherRealm feels like they have to be on a schedule. Plus, you got the mobile games, you know, that WWE mobile game and other things that they uh, make. They probably just farm that crap out. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, they apparently rely a lot on contractors who are you know working from nine to ten in the morning, and they leave at two or three the next morning. Uh, working like nine months on, three months off at like minimum wage, and they're they've been doing it for four years, and they're in serious credit card debt because if they don't get overtime, they literally cannot pay their rent, which is really bad. Um, I get it. There's a lot of like minimum wage jobs that that's the case too. I worked at one for five years. It sucked. We didn't get overtime, and uh, sometimes I couldn't pay bills. I had to go ask around for money but and this is really bad when you're working 90 to 100 hour work weeks constantly it, yeah. it's not a good look for a big studio like that at all Especially um if it was an independent studio it'd be a little more understandable but this, you know this is owned by warner brothers like they have the money <laughs> yeah it's just Look, uh, crunch is just a thing in the industry that everybody uh, – uh, not everybody. There's a lot of people that still do it, and I get it why the AAA games need to. Uh, we're about to talk about Epic doing it for their huge game. Um, yeah, it's just – the the thing is, too, it's, there's, it's not just this. It's like a uh, – there's a harassment that went on for the women, like uh, women – had issues like uh, some women had issues like using they were harassed to to use the bathroom um you know uh a lot of the women never even had full-time jobs they were all the contractors and the men got the full-time jobs and it's just yeah it 
it, it just doesn't it, it's not a good look for them at this point especially when you had a big game come out right now uh, I get it this is like a very inside sort of baseball thing the you know the casual market that all went and bought Mortal Kombat 11 probably don't know about this at all but I think it's good that somebody went to PC Gamer and and spoke out like you need more of these stories coming out there you know um, Epic also is in the muse for something like this and also for another thing that seems a, like a bunch of BS. But, yeah, Epic, uh, you know, they have this huge game called Fortnite that uh, is constantly needing to be updated. I think they have like a weekly update schedule of like every Thursday. There's like a patch that goes out. And... There's someone that says that they work an average of 70 hours a week. Now, I think the U.S. average is like 47. And my sister, who is a doctor, works around 60. And my dad is a doctor, works around 60. So it's not necessarily like totally out of the realm that people do this. Um, But then there you got like 50 or – a hundred other people working those hours or even pulling a hundred hour work weeks. That's kind of crazy when you're Epic and you make all this money. Um, I don't know. Maybe you need to take more time off from updating Fortnite that much. I mean, there's also other things that are Epic are doing like their store and all that, but I don't know. This seems not great when you're trying to get in the news for other supposedly developer friendly things like Epic is. kind of a shamble but I, I think epic or fortnite does need to slow down a little like they keep having events and stupid crap like that and it's like you know you are the biggest game in the market or at least one of them like it's not going to kill you to have like a bi-weekly update schedule or, or you know update every two weeks or something like that like yeah i think part of it is just also, I mean, the Avengers one made sense, right? Avengers just came out. You need oh, yeah. to like, take advantage of that, whatever. But, I mean, they've also got Apex kind of biting at their heels, too. So they probably might feel the the push to need to constantly be well, doing something new. I think they said that Apex is, like, Twitch following or whatever is, like, way down. And it's like, if that's how you judge the metric of a game... This whole industry is doomed. Yeah, it's not it's not great. I mean, that's how they're judging, you know, what content creators are important. And, uh, you know, now content creators are a lot of times getting more stuff than press because they're they're getting way more attention, you know, oh, yeah. to, to your game. Well, I mean, she, so. she didn't get it through... Uh, you know, Nether Realm or WB, but Steph's got a review code from one of her fans, and you and yeah. didn't. <laughs> right. Press. Um, Adam didn't either, so. Yeah, it it, it definitely uh, helps when you are in that public eye and you can make you can make that contact and show, hey, I've got all these people following me. Um, what you just had a certain streamer that. He filmed he he live streamed himself getting arrested and yeah, had like almost twenty thousand yeah. views for it. Like that's insane. The 
you know. You see your time, I guess. I mean, but that just says something about his following, like that. He's just, it's a, it's a really bad thing that's happening to him. But still, it's like he's he's getting that attention just from that. Imagine when he plays a game; I'm sure it's even more. Um, that's it. This isn't a great look for Epic. I think they said something about they're going to go on some kind of vacation. Two two times a year, which I don't even think that's great. I think at least uh, with respawn, they said that they're they're not going to be doing updates as much as Fortnite because they want to take care of their workers, and I think that's great. Uh, you should see more stuff like this, hopefully happen in the future. But I think what's worse for Epic is this like constant play along with the going against Steam, uh, going against Steam. And well, just having Tim Sweeney answer fans with weird ass comments like this. Well, I saw the thing that he's like, "We'll we'll stop uh, store exclusives if, if Valve pays more." And I was like, "That is such a load!" Like, I... no, you're gonna get Valve to pay more, and then you're gonna keep doing the exclusives just to rub it in their face. Yeah, it's that just sounds like a bunch of BS. Like. Could he do it? Yeah, maybe. But let's be honest, he's a businessman and business comes first and he's just trying to do anything to make themselves look at the good guy in this situation. And I don't know that it really makes them look any better. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all this store exclusive stuff makes Epic just seem like really creepy or like scuzzy. Uh, I mean, we've had exclusives on consoles for how long, though? I mean, yeah, but those are. It's. I mean, the PC is an open platform. It's like it's not like, you know, if you go. I mean, for the most part, like, there is like that PC Mac division, but that doesn't matter anymore. You don't have a. I don't think you even have games come out from Mac that don't come out for PC anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah. It's, it's fine when like a game came out and it was on Val or it was on Steam, but it was also on GOG and it was also on whatever the hell else was out there. Itcho, Itchio, yeah. or whatever that is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, like I get what Epic's doing. They're trying to draw attention to themselves. Well, and that's I, fine. I also saw the story that like I think like World War Z sold like a million copies on Epic's platform. Store, yeah. And, like, I think, like, the Division 2 and, like, one or two other games, like, did, like, super well. Metro did like, really well. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, there's 20 games in that fucking thing. Like, what do you expect? You know, of course it's going to do well. It's, it's the only game on the platform. Yeah, and I'm sure it's getting, like, a lot of the homepage press as well because it's not like you have curation or you have any kind of... Almost anything that Steam has, they don't have right now, so... Yeah, I mean, Steam has, you know, thousands of games on it. This thing has maybe 100 or 50. It's like, yeah, no no shit like your game does well. There's no Left for Dead on that thing, so of course World War Z is like the best shooter, zombie shooter in that thing right now. Like, I know you said before, like, you don't want to have a bunch of launchers open, but... It, and, and I get it that there's some sort of... Like privacy issues at times, and and other like they don't have reviews that you can look at and see 
uh, you know, if the game's actually, you know, good or anything like that, like Steam does right now. But I, I don't think this is completely bad. I mean, it's good to have competition. Um, at least it's not like locked to a console like <clears throat> Sony or Microsoft would be doing or Nintendo. You can still play it on your PC. You just have to have another thing open. Um, so it's it's not the worst thing ever. It's just it's not all on Steam, and I know that sucks for people that really want that, and I get that. But I don't know. Maybe it'll make Valve make some changes that they need to make, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe it eventually fizzles out for Epic. Um, you know, we've we've seen stores go down in the past, so it's not out of the realm that this Funny. dies too. Epic. Has all the money except for Valve, so believe me, it'll stay around. For I wonder what would happen though if Fortnite suddenly crashed, though. Well, Epic is own, 40% owned by Tencent, and they are the biggest company, video game company. So yeah. They'd probably just buy more of Epic and then take it over. Which probably wouldn't. I don't know. That's, and then also Epic, that, that wouldn't Epic, necessarily be all roses either. Well, Epic also owns like the Unreal Game Engine, so. Yeah, that's true. That's what helps them is that they have all these people making games with their engines, so they get paid through that. Uh, Borderlands 3 is also, which I'm not going to talk about here because they're about to do their big-ass gameplay reveal today. So Yo, we'll talk about more about it on the next show. You shoot but. shit. And you have abilities. The end. <laughs> I do think it's cool that they're using some of the Tales from the Borderlands people. Yeah, well, except for, like, the main voice actor of Reese. Like, him and, yeah. Ra- him and Randy Pitchford got in a, you know, Twitter, like, bitch. Yeah, Randy Pitchford needs to needs to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> he He's also been in the... I mean, like, I get it, right? Like, people went and review-bombed your game unfair... Or your games unfairly on Steam after uh, getting the announcement of the six-month store exclusive for Epic... That's really stupid, and people need to stop doing that. Uh, good thing Valve installed the thing that like makes it to where it, it doesn't matter. But well, I saw like him yeah. comment like, "Oh, F, or, uh, Valve isn't going to be ro- around in five or ten years. Your scheme won't be there." And it's like, I don't know more, about that. I'd be more worried about your company than Valve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think we have to worry about Borderlands Three. They're getting a lot of press at least hype for their game right now, uh, you know, coming out September 13th, which... I I mean, I got a feeling that it's just going to be more of the same. Yeah, well, that's what people, it's been long enough to where I think that's what people want right now. They just want more Borderlands. The gameplay, sure, but the story and the attitude is what really turns me off about that game. Oh, I get it, but I think the fans are going to want more of what they love about the game, you know, and... I guess we'll see if the the wallet speaks on that yeah. or not. But I think they'll be fine in that regard. But, yeah, they're doing a big game for reveal. Uh, I think even Kind of Funny is doing the pre- and post-show and all that stuff. So uh, we'll talk about that next time. But there's new characters, and uh, apparently everybody gets their own loot drops now, which wasn't the case before. I, I thought uh, it was. No, I think... Like, before it was, it was like a rush to the, there was the loot, go get it. Now it's like everybody's going to get their own 
kind of thing. You don't have to worry about that. All right. I thought, so. I mean, I know there was like an issue of like you could trade in the old game. Yeah, you can. One of them, but I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought it was always kind of personal in some, like some respects. It might have been, but they made a big deal about that everybody was going to get their own drops this time. So yeah, I don't know sure. exactly what what the change is per se, but we'll yeah, see more. I, mean, I guess I might be remembering wrong. Like I haven't played Borderlands game in a while. <laughs> I mean, I played the VR version and it was it's good, uh, but I played it myself, so I couldn't. Yeah, I mean. I think I played like Borderlands two once with some people, and that was about it. Yeah, that game's fun with people. It's uh, yeah, like you said, if the attitude and the story doesn't work for you, the yeah. the shooting mechanic might get old after a while. Uh, Sony sold a lot more PS fours, which is uh, good for them. They're up to like ninety six point eight million at this point. Um, but the most important part is that uh, you heard uh, Mark and Jens talk about this. Um, the PS5 got its first details uh, announced. And the one big thing we don't know is the price. And according to Mark Cerny sort of being coy about it, kind of feel like... He's talking about at least five hundred. Yeah, a lot. I think five hundred is the absolute limit. They, I don't think they could do six hundred. I don't think you could do six hundred either. And I think Microsoft knows they can't do six hundred. Whatever the Xbox, whatever that's going to be either. Um, I mean, that's what the Xbox One X was priced at. Yeah, uh, I think so well. <laughs> well, it's sold fine. I mean, I think it's also a mid you know, mid-generation console, but it's like, I think they know they can get away with it and people will buy it. I think people are sort of used to that $500 mark for things. It's okay. It's not like what I mean, it used to be where, you well, know. Like, you also have to think that, like, I mean, stuff like cell phones are getting crazy expensive. Oh, God, like, yeah. You know, they might, they might kind of, cons- I think they might try that, but I don't think it would work. No, yeah, I, I think once you hit past five hundred dollars, I think you're asking people are going to start complaining, and I think you would have people going, "Yeah, unless you give me some kind of way where I can pay for this, you know, monthly or, or whatever, I might have to bow out for a while." Yeah, you know, um, I mean, obviously you can pre-order and you can pay off. You don't have to pay off your pre-order immediately. Uh, you know, uh, and even Amazon, you don't have to, they don't have to charge you till the thing comes out. So you can just save up all your money that way. But yeah, I, I think it's interesting that they didn't just come out with the price. Do you think that they'll do some kind of, I know Sony's not going to be at E3, but you think they'll do some kind of before E3 or after E3 thing where they do announce the price or? No, I think, I actually think this thing's probably going to be pretty off limits for a while. Like they, they might try to wait till see what Microsoft does, and then just yeah. do that. They could do that as well, right? Because uh, something we'll talk about in a little bit, you know, Microsoft's kind of hedging their bets on other things uh, besides just having a box. And 
doesn't seem like Sony's doing that. So that could be something that they're waiting to be able to pounce on and kind of like they did with the PS4 go, oh, yeah, all we do is play games. And, you know, you can still do all your streaming stuff or whatever, but you don't have to worry about us trying to stream a game or anything like that. It's there if you want it, right, because PS Now has gotten way better as the generation has gone on. But, uh, you know, that's not going to be the main thing we're going to be driving you towards. Uh, I mean, like, it's obviously going to have the flops and the uh, AMD's Risen thing and the Navi Core and all that stuff. Um, a lot of talk about ray tracing. You guys kind of talked about that. Um, yeah. Personally, I don't think ray tracing is going to be there until the whatever the PS5.5 is. I don't think it's going to be there out of the box. There's not; they're not going to have a lot of games that are going to really be able to do that on console. Um, I think that's sort of a thing for the future kind of thing. I think they might have it, but I think it's just going to be a pretty needless feature, like a pretty, it's like all right, I guess you know, feature. Like I don't think people, most people don't care. Right? No, they don't. Uh, no, if a game came out tomorrow. And, it, you know, on the box said ray tracing, you know, nine out of ten people go, like, what's that? Is, you know. Right, like, if you have the two comparisons side by side, you'd be able to tell. Yeah, but most people want, you know. Right. It's the same difference between, like, if you walk into a, t, you know, a Best Buy and you see, like, a 1080p TV and, like, a 1080i TV. Like, right. Okay. <laughs> Or even like some 4K TVs to a 1080p, you're not going to be able to tell the difference until you see the 4K TV like do the motion thing. And some of them don't do that. Like I have the 4K TV that's sitting right next to me doesn't do it because apparently I had to get into the 55 range for it to do the thing where it motion blurs and all that, which is the one in the living room. But still, like. I, I just you think know. people are like way too hung up on like resolution or like gimmicky you know crap like ray tracing or 8k like yeah really you know we've barely gotten i don't think we have the amount of people that are into 4k right now to be talking about 8k i mean it's like every few years they have to introduce some you know remember a few years ago and like 3d tvs yeah yeah that that worked out super well didn't it yeah, so many people wanted those 3D TVs, you know. Then it, then it became 4K, and now it's going to be 8K in a few years, and it's like, yeah, I'm good. Like, mine. 4K made sense, right, because they started making movies in 4K, and, uh, the, you know, they're, they're making those, you know, 4K uh, UHD uh, Blu-rays or, or whatever, and yeah, that's seeming to that's take off. <laughs> yeah, I chose not to because I was like, it's a $10 increase and I don't really think I'm going to get a lot out of it. So I just got, I got the 4k upscale and it's fine. Like, you know, if they're going to bring something back, or if they're going to introduce something new, bring back smell o vision. <laughs> I want to play. Days that would gone. be interesting. I want to play days gone with a um, breathing mask on my face. I can smell the gasoline when I play it. <laughs> Or the tire smell. Yeah, burning rubber, yeah. 
or the burning flesh of the freakers dying or whatever. Yeah, it was, let's just have all that in there. It's going like, to be like that uh, TV in Back to the Future 2 when they go to his house and he's like, I want to see channels 7, 18, 105, 500, and 684 all at once. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just have all that happen. They're going to have a... All these cool features that you, you didn't know you wanted. But I, I do think people need to be thinking about that and not be too surprised, with, especially with the SSD in there. Um, and if it really does this, that example that they, they showed with uh, Spider-Man, it goes from a 15-second load time to less than one second. See, uh, you I know. think that's cool. But the problem, I think the problem with the SSD is, like, upgradability. Like, right. I mean, it's a one terabyte SSD. That's fine, but I mean, is it going to be the same form factor as it is now, or is it going to be like an M2 drive? Uh, and if it is, can you? You don't think it would be like a computer where they have the SSD and then there's a different hard drive that no, that's where you I, store all the stuff? I like they made it seem like it's just going to be like a straight SSD. Like everything's going to run off that. Yeah, and SSDs are cheaper now like you could theoretically do like a one terabyte ssd i mean pretty but those are still not that cheap though well like that depends on the on the format like the actual like laptop ssd is pretty cheap but the m2 ssd isn't uh right like is it same same upgradability as like the ps4 which is what i did and i think you did too yeah I mean, I would appreciate it if they'd allow you to have the external out of the box, like Microsoft did, I mean, they or well, relatively. I, I think the problem with that then would be the heart would be the uh, like speed. It, like it'd be the speed issue because it'd be having to run off a slower USB 3.1 or 3.0 cable. Or you know, but then that's your choice, right? If you want to. You make that decision about whether you care about that or not. Yeah. You know? I mean, granted, they could say, well, we can't support it because it would ruin, like, it would mess with the games or whatever, but I don't know. They could make it work. Maybe. If they want to. Um, it, I think the interesting thing, too, is backwards compatibility. Now that you have a similar architecture between the PS4 and PS5, I think that makes it to where you could certainly see that happen. People I, would really like that. I mean, I think it definitely is going to happen, at least with PS4. And there was that one, uh, you know, copy or patent thing that Cerny made that found out a way to do it all like the previous generations, too. We'll see. I'm still a bit skeptical about that because they made such a big deal about the cell processor with the PS3 causing a problem where they couldn't do it. And, I mean, yeah, uh, but it's now at least three or four CPU generations ahead of that, so cracking that thing open might not be that hard anymore. True. I mean, they are. It's possible. Getting, they are getting PS3 emulators working on PC now. So. I mean, Microsoft touts that people apparently do use their backwards compatibility a lot. I think it's a good but... value. And especially for this generation, like, I have a ton of PS4 games, same as you. But I think this is also another thing that they could use to justify bumping up the price, too. Yeah. Or they could have, like, a, you know, 
they could do what they did with the PS3, like have a, like a you know, fully backward compatible model and then like a half-assed one. Yeah, that too. Uh, I I really am happy to hear about the PSVR is going to be backwards compatible too because that was one thing I was worried about with when I bought it was, well, are they going to just make this obsolete really quickly? I mean, I'm sure they'll have like a new version or a new, you know, a better version coming out eventually. Uh, if they have a wireless version, that's where I'm kind of be like, God oh, damn it. <laughs> Maybe. Might have to pull the trigger on that because, God, all the wires uh, that you have to hook up to it are annoying to have to have all connected. I don't find it that cumbersome. I just kind of shoved all the breakout box shit in the corner. I was like, all right. I just got the one cable leading to the PS headset, and that's all I need. Well, I'd have to connect another power strip just to have that thing connected. (laughs) So that's the one thing I... Yeah. I have a big power strip, so it has like you know twenty plugs on it. So I'm cool. I might think about looking at that because I have the Switch, the Xbox One, and then the PS4 all connected to the same strip. So yeah, I'll send you the link. Yeah. I have. <laughs> but I mean, it's good for people that like might have got that in that same cell that we got, and maybe they're just waiting for that that good you know, another great game to come out for it, but maybe that's once the PS5's out there. It's well, good that that's, that's there for them, you know? You have a new computer, you should start looking into connecting that to your PC. I'll see how that goes. I don't like fidgeting with too much stuff. Um, it's, you plug in one thing. <laughs> oh, okay. But do I have to buy it separately? Or just... No, you just plug in the, US, the HDMI... Uh, output from the PSVR into the into your uh, headset or into your laptop and and the USB cable. Oh, okay. It's not too big a deal then. And then I have to do that thing where I trick Steam into thinking it's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting to see if the move controllers ever go down in some kind of price to get Beat Saber, and then maybe I think about it. Yeah. Because I really haven't played much of my PSVR. After we got through the, actually, the games from last year. I actually just bought uh, a PSVR adapter program, like a driver for Steam, to make it easier to play stuff. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, there's apparently some good games. that Like, I've thought about Falcon Age because it's cheap enough where it's not that big a deal. It's sort of interesting, but there's not a lot where I'm going, oh, man, I really want to play that right now. Uh, also, along with this, because Sony had announced, and it's it's proven true, because I tried to go find Days Gone digital codes, and they are not there on GameStop, Best Buy, Walmart, yeah. or Amazon. Uh, they had said they were not going to make digital codes available for their games anymore. Then Sony announced a 14-day return policy, which is kind of weird, also, the way that they did it. Um... Where you can't play it. It's not like Steam where you can play two hours and you can still return it. You can't play it at all. Or even download it to your system. And they won't let you return it. Um, and lot, some, I, I get people will try to take advantage. So Sony's trying to do the possible that people don't. But apparently GameStop doesn't care if you take advantage of their new return policy. That at least they're doing with Days Gone. 
we'll see how this goes for them. Obviously, they're in desperation mode because they did not get bought out. So now they're trying to just do whatever they possibly can to make themselves look good. Uh, I know you and Jens talked about this, but yeah, I kind of agree with you more than him. <laughs> that people are scummy. <laughs> yeah, people are scummy by nature. They already take. I mean, I get it that not. A lot, I don't think in a, by average you have a mass of people taking advantage of that seven day policy because a lot of people don't know that it exists. They don't yeah. sit there and talk about it that much like they used to anymore. Um, but this, you'd imagine that it, it would be out there in the forefront. They would talk about it with days gone. So I, mean, I, I don't know. I think a problem with like GameStop, like, I don't know about the ones by you, but I feel like just dirty walking to like the ones up here. So they got hassled by like the, you know, salespeople. Just leave me alone. And like the fact yeah. that, I don't know like like the stores down there, but like they have really de-emphasized like the game part of GameSpot or GameStop, I should say, sorry. Yeah. Like, you go in there, and it's, like, full of figurines and, like, USB chargers and other thinky crap and Funko Pops. And it's like, what happened to the games? Yeah, certainly there is a lot more stuff in there than there used to be. Um, I go into mine, and I think it's also because actually I technically have a pre-order for a pop that I need to go get tomorrow. But, like... Because they know I go in there for stuff other than games, they tend to not hassle me as much, I think, as other people. Because I have seen people that, you know, they go in there, and I've seen the same guy in there, like, five or six times that he goes and buys, like, every new game. And they're constantly telling him, hey, do you want to pre-order this? Do you want to pre-order this? And I don't really get that anymore. They kind of just leave me alone. But Well, they know you're not, like, a secret shopper or, like, someone to spy on them, probably, so... Well, not just that. I think when I used to go in there and buy just only games, I used to get more of that. Like, hey, do you want to pre-order this gun? And sometimes I would, and then I'd go back and be like, I think I'm not going to get that <laughs> or whatever. And I'd end up canceling. And I think it's a bigger deal to them for you to cancel the pre-order than it is um, a lot of other stuff. But it's, I think this policy is – it's nice. Like I think it's nice to the consumer – the problem is, especially with Days Gone, it's getting the mixed reviews that it has, and it's a sixty-hour game supposedly. God, I hope. I so. mean, I really it's do. it's somewhere between that, like forty to sixty hours, and like you have what two days to go get your refund on it. I'd love to see in a month. How many stores say that somebody came and and took the refund? Yeah. You know, um, I would bet that this would happen a lot. Um, yeah, well, I've I've seen yeah. stories of people saying that this was seamless, like they didn't give a big deal about it. So GameStop is is honoring it, but I wonder how much they're actually promoting it. You know, well, it's like I said, it was some you know huge AAA. 95 or, you know, 100% reviewed game, then no one would take advantage of it. But right. But if it's a game that's middling or has issues, then sure, I can see people playing, like, you know, a day's worth or whatever and saying, you know, screw this or, you know, I don't want to play it. And it's like, all right, well, I can save, a, I can save that credit to get something else I want later on. Or to get some 
Power Ranger toy there. Uh, I should note that this is only for Days Gone right now, and I think it's only going to probably happen for, like, the big games. I don't yeah. think you're going to see a lot of these anymore. mid-tier yeah. games get this because, like you said, they're not stupid. GameStop knows that... They'd go under in a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because the lower quality game that you allow to be on this, the bigger chance you have of people doing that, playing it, and taking it back, either not liking it, taking it back immediately, or uh, you know, playing through it just to play through it, and then it's worse than a red box rental or, or whatever, and and just taking back and getting their full it's store credit, right? It's not cash. You don't get your cash back, but they yeah. can go and buy something else they want. So I, this is some, is this is something like Uncharted Four. Like, I actually did buy that game from GameStop, and I beat it in, like, a day. If I, you know, if I had the option, I'd have taken it back and got gotten my 80 bucks back, because I actually bought the special edition, too. Right. Like, of course I would have. Like, what idiot wouldn't? I think this is also the standard edition only. They're not letting you take back the special editions, because uh, I think there is, like, a hundred-something dollar special edition for this game, right? So... I mean, yeah, but it probably comes with, like, a statue and, you know, custom... Yeah. A custom bike or something like that. I, I think uh, I think it certainly comes with like a steel book or whatever. But the um, all, all cool things come in a steel book. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know yeah. what? It's I don't think it's it's also not a bad thing, right? Because if you get your store credit, that means you have to buy something else at that store. So they're yeah. getting the money back at some point. You know, whether you buy a figure or a T-shirt or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's not like you're handing back the cash and going, hey, here. You know. Uh, I was going to ask you, you bought that Persona 5 Special Edition, right? Like the big box one? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Forget that. You that did. Thing's go- that thing's like crazy expensive online now. It's like $200. Yeah, I thought about it and I, I didn't, but... Um, the only one that I bought, I, I bought the Pokemon with the Pokeball, which I regret now, because I used that. The Pokeball is fine, like when I played with the Naya, but I, it's not something that I want to use all the time because it's so much easier just to press A on the freaking yeah. pad too. Uh, okay, but you got that Mew. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did get Mew. I mean, he helps me in my party, but yeah, it's still a hundred dollars. Um. You know, I could have saved myself some money there, but yeah, I, I think the only other one was like Kingdom Hearts. I got the 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 lecture like twenty dollar thing or or whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't usually get those that much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how this goes for GameStop. I'm sure they'll release details whether this is especially if it goes positively for them. They'll you'll be hearing uh, much more uh, on that front. Well, you know, I talked about Microsoft sort of hedging their bets on something, um, and they are certainly going towards wanting you to go digital and go streaming with their Project X Cloud and all that. And, you know, we might be looking at perhaps a battle of our streaming overlords between Microsoft and Google. You know, Microsoft had their... Xbox One S All Digital Edition reveal, the Xbox One Sad, um, which, who on earth let that go by PR? Like, 
or marketing? Like, did nobody do the acronym? Like, it's just it's just how everyone feels at Microsoft right now. It's just, especially like I love the uh, we're gonna make it come out for two hundred fifty dollars, and it has no optical drive, and the games that come with it are Minecraft, Forza Horizon three, and yeah, Sea not, of Thieves. Not four, and like I said in that on the other podcast, two of those games are discount, like already not full priced games, and Horizon three is two years ago. Well, not to mention, you're getting Xbox Game Pass for three months for a dollar. Guess what games are on there? Yeah. Those three games. And so also, I don't know about, I mean, it's not like uh, every store, but you could walk into any, like a Walmart right now and buy an Xbox One S for 250 with a drive and a game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or for like maybe 280 or something like that. Uh, for like the it, division two one, probably it, it like depends on the, the bundle or the game you want. Like there's like a 2k 19 bundle. That's like two fifty, and like a PUBG bundle. That's I think two sixty or something. So, I mean, I mean, it did help them. Right. Cause I think you had a lot more people buy the, the one with the optical drive after this announcement. Cause it was so stupid. Yeah. But I mean, I, there are, I think there's like a, on Walmart, I think there's like an Xbox one S no game, but like two ten. Yeah, and it's like I would rather take that that has a fucking 4K Blu-ray drive than this hunk of crap that has nothing. Well, that, especially like, because that has, that has the motherboard slot for an optical drive. They just took it out and they like taped it up. Well, yeah, not not just that, but it's like also Game Pass has so many games on it that you don't necessarily need to go out and buy a disc game immediately you can wait you can play this the games that are on game pass for now and then just whenever you have some money say that you can go buy some games or or whatever it's um you know i, I think this is gonna wind up i know this is sort of a test run for them and all that they don't really care but i don't know it just it seemed kind of stupid and also the whole oh whenever the xbox one x or whenever the normal Xbox One S goes on sale. This will go on sale too. Like, okay. You act like you've never put the Xbox One S on sale, people. You do it all the time. Like, it's just not smart. I do like the Game Pass Ultimate deal. I think that's, if you don't have, um, like I already paid for a year for Xbox Gold. But when that goes up, I might think about just, getting the ultimate thing because it's actually not a bad deal. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, I don't know. But you know what? When Microsoft keeps touting their Project X Cloud thing, I'm actually sort of more interested in that because they still want you to have the box, right? And they've already proven that they can do things well with PC, and uh, I kind of want to see how that runs on the phone. Google Stadia, though, I'm not convinced by that at all. And I feel like this is going to just, this is, even by the time this comes out, this is supposed to come out this year for one. uh, I hope they understand that like, you know, you guys talked about, there's going to be certain games you just can't play on this thing. Yeah. And if they're okay with that, that's cool. Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going to look great on it because 
it's not highly intensive. It's an RPG. It's single player, you know. Yeah, it's not going to be uh, like Forza or Project Cards. Like you're not, you don't need like split second timing necessarily. Even like Doom apparently didn't run great uh, in the tests that, that were being run at that wherever they had the Stadia. Yeah. Um, and even supposedly during the trial, now like people that have played the Assassin's Creed trial is apparently pretty good. But even the ones that when they showed it off during the press conference, there was a little bit of a, you know, lying going on there as well. Um, well, the, I mean, the biggest smoke and mirrors thing was they didn't announce pricing or how, you know, if you own the games, you were just renting them. Yeah, he says, Phil Harrison said that somewhere in the summer they're going to announce the price and everything else. I assume it's either going to be before E3 or maybe at E3. During E3, they have their own little conference or I don't know. But I can kind of understand because anything about the price makes them look bad at this point. So I can sort of understand them hiding it. Uh, it doesn't look good from a perspective of this is new and people want to know what this is going to cost, but they might still be working some of that out. Yeah. Um, because also I think with how how is this going to play out, how are the developers going to make money off of this? Because yeah. if this is just another storefront, then why do I need to have another storefront out there? If this is going to be... Oh, there's – it's um, a freaking uh, streaming service. That's great, but who the hell is going to support it from day one aside from every Ubisoft like that? And you don't really – who's going to sit there and go, oh, yeah, you can take my big cut from my $60 game and they pay a $15 fee or whatever the hell. And, yeah, what happened? I don't get my cut. You know, like – I just don't see how that's going to work for people. Yeah. I mean, it's a, they've done try to do stuff like this before, like on live or even that Gaikai service. And it's like this. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, look at how Game Pass works right now. They don't really, aside from their own games, they don't really have games like, okay, Wargroove, but that's an indie. Like, you don't have these big games coming out that are from third parties day and date on game pass because they're losing money. They know people aren't going to go buy the. Now there are people that go and buy the game anyway, but there's a lot of people that will just keep it on game pass and they lose that money there. So I, I don't know. I just don't like you said, there's questions obviously, but I think it's a bigger question of, Okay, when the hell are we going to see games from this first-party studio that Jade Raven is leading? And are they going to be good enough to warrant anybody owning a Stadia, buying that controller so you can play Wi-Fi? To I think they, I think they might might have said that you can use any controller within reason. Yeah, you can, but I think like the only way you can play on your TV is with that controller. Yeah. You can't play with another controller on your TV. So you can play on your PC or your phone, but if you want to play on your TV for Google Stadia, you got to buy their freaking controller. So there's $60 right there plus whatever price they're charging. I don't know. 
they're going to have to really work. And then also the 25 to 30 megabytes that you need to run it well, that's not that's all not of the U.S. I mean, yeah, I that's not that. most people. I have that, that too. Um, but like, well, like the, the bigger thing was like bandwidth. <laughs> right. That too. If you, if you don't have unlimited data, there goes your data cap. Yeah. It's, I don't know. This might be something that works like if 5G ever happens where it actually works, comes out for the consumer and the ISPs don't try to massively control it, which I don't see how that works. Um, you know, I, that would have to be with politics and all that. But it's just like, I don't know, this doesn't seem like it's a good idea. Sony and Microsoft can do because they have their own box. Google's not doing a box at all. And this is their thing. And I think this is great to get people casuals that have great internet, if they can do it, into gaming. Uh, if that price is right, right? If, if this is a streaming service or if this is just a storefront, but... I don't know. I don't think this is going to work as well as he thinks it does. Well, let's say let's say it was a storefront. Like, what would you rather do? Buy a game on Steam or buy a game on Google? Not to mention, like you guys talked about, Google has a really bad habit of just abandoning stuff. Yeah. Like, how do you know you buy a game and then it goes away in like two months and there goes your game? If they did that, I'd be like, <laughs> uh, either send me a Steam code. Or refund my money now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't know how there's going to be any kind of preservation for your game or anything like that. It's just it doesn't bode well for you know that that thing at all. Yeah. Well, let's get into the. Uh, you guys talked about this quite a bit, but uh, I enjoy me some Persona as well, so we're gonna re-talk about this, but. Uh, Persona 5 Scramble was not what people wanted it, Persona 5 S to be. Um, uh, I will uh, disagree with you guys, though, because if anything the Switch has proven this year alone is that people like to play their old... They don't care if the game's old. They want to play their damn game on the Switch. Um, now, well, granted, I, I think... I'd like yeah. to play Mario on a PS4, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Well, no, granted, I think it's pretty well known at this. after this announcement, it was made clear. It wasn't made clear by Sony or Atlas, but it's made clear that the numbered games seem to be exclusive to Sony. But still, I think there. I can understand a lot of people getting upset. Like, Atlas has a very bad um, history of not wanting to kill the vibe you know what i'm saying like they don't go out there and and go hey this is not uh a persona 5 switchboard they could have immediately come out and just said that right so people don't get all hyped um it's amazing because they allow it with bad pr too when the stuff was going on with the the bad press for Catherine. They didn't come out and say anything either. They just let that thing be there and everybody's saying bad crap about Catherine and they don't say anything. And it's like at least they go both ways, right? They they let the hype sit there for the good stuff too. But I can kind of understand people getting upset. Now, Nintendo fans do kind of overhype themselves. Uh, they do it for every freaking Nintendo Direct. It's ridiculous. But 
I don't know. A Musou game was not something I was expecting at all. I don't know. Eh. I mean, they did it for Dragon Age and Zelda. They can do it for this also. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, um, Zelda was was pretty good, uh, unless you try to play it on 3DS. Um, the uh, Dragon Quest one is really good that you talked about. And, uh, you know, I think if you really like a series, I think the Musou games are not that bad. I think when, like, I like the One Piece one, the, the, I, I think it's just, if you really like Persona, I think you wind up buying this game anyway, because yes, it's mindless and it's stupid and you're not getting a lot out of it. But if they can create some kind of interesting story, which Atlas is actually pretty decent at, to tie along with the mindless gameplay, I think it might wind up being better than people think. Yeah. I don't you know. know. Give it a shot. Like, that could, it could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, at least they're making a deal. It's like with Koitecmo and Omega Force, so it's not like Atlas by themselves trying to do it. They they got the right people doing this. You know the mechanics are going to be good. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how they do the characters. Like, is this going to be... Um, where are we going to add Persona 4, 3, and 4 characters in here? Like they did for Smash where they introduced the, uh, the Miis, I guess, of, uh, you and I forgot the other guy's name. Um, you think they'll, they'll do that or just be Persona 5? I would probably just be Persona 5. We'll see, I guess. I'm just happy to have another game on the Switch, right? Because you're having uh, the Q2 game comes out in about a month. And then this game, which won't come out till 2020 here. But still, it's cool that this exists. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I think the Royal being announced is a no-brainer. They always do this. But um, to say that people wouldn't have wanted to play vanilla persona 5 on switch i think that's a wrong statement because they certainly would have but are you are you interested in getting the royal i'm gonna get that i yeah. but like i said i hope it'd be nice if it had some crop like or uh save compatibility um but I, did I, they do I, that I, for well because golden was on a different system right so right i don't yeah. they, they didn't specifically done that but i know like suikoden used to do that like you could load up your old data and like you like characters would kind of transfer over um yeah they could do it but will they yeah well i mean it'd just be nice and there, i think they have another rpgs where you know you load up like the last you know uh like the previous game save file and you know you get bonuses or something like that um, right Actually, but I, like, if the Royal comes to Switch, I don't think people would, I think people would like that. Right. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily, like, I think that, like, between the two, the Royal is going to replace Persona 5. Right. Yeah, no, certainly. It usually always does. Um, especially with, you're getting a new character, um, you're getting uh, a new area. Yeah. Right? And they're going to continue to like add more stuff to the game and, and other conversations and all that stuff. I, that trailer yeah. was really good, though, I thought. 
Oh no, yeah, definitely. I wanted to. I didn't get to completely finish Persona Five, and it made me want to play through uh, again. They're even adding in different uh, music as well, which that always makes the game great. The interesting one, I think, for me was the the human Morgana. That was yeah, the male one. Yeah, unexpected on on that front too. Like just all right, we're doing human Morgana, and they. <laughs> didn't uh, even hide it they just made that really obvious so maybe, maybe it's like the uh well it's like the real version of them or something yeah it could be um they're gonna reveal more on may 9th they keep parsing this out uh and i haven't watched the that second part of the anime to see if they also sort of parse that out into another part or not uh there's ps4 pro enhancements too so there's that i think this is a cool package if you want it if you don't you don't have to but i'm certainly interested in the new character i was gonna say you think they'll make a special edition for the royal oh you know they will come on they did it for q2 they're gonna do it for the royal they're gonna do it for scramble i mean that's alice makes some money on that man uh people are people are like dying to get that freaking q2 one yeah. it's sold out like i, I mean that a, plushie's pretty cute but yeah i have a catherine plushie or uh the catherine special edition pre-order and i think yens is gonna get, grab it for me because i don't really care <laughs> yeah i mean that that's how they do it man they make some money off that so certainly they're going to um I'm interested to see what they put in there. Maybe I might think about it. Uh, that, the reason why I didn't pull it on Persona 5 was because I had never played a Persona game before up to that point. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to wind up liking this or not. And, you know. I, uh, I that's probably my favorite RPG on the PS4. For On the PS4, for me, yeah. Okay. Um, I I do really like uh, Kingdom or Final Fantasy 15, and there are a few other games that I like RPGs yeah. that I like. But I think it's for sure on PS4, it's it's the best. For me, I think this generation, like it's still a battle between Xenoblade and Persona, but certainly on the PS4, I don't think there's been a better one. Yeah. And yeah, I mean the world is just gonna probably. Eclipse that when, when it comes out. Right. Uh, but weird, we didn't get any news at all on uh, Shimigami Tensei Five at either, and that was announced when the Switch got announced. So well, I'm sure they're still working on it. I mean, that's probably the biggest reason Persona Five isn't coming because I've always tried to keep those uh, franchises separate on the respective platform. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, they did get, what, the Shimigami Tensei 3 on in Nocturne? Like a expand something with that? Or is it just Shimigami Tensei Nocturne? No, Nocturne was a, uh, it's a different, technically it's a different franchise. But that was, oh, okay. on, that was on PS2. It was only on PS2. Yeah, the DS has got, the 3DS got the 3 and 4. Yeah, those actually got like the right. those are just like Shin Megami Tensei yeah. three and four. Uh, and then they got the remasters or whatever too. Yeah. So 
Well, yeah, at least Nintendo's got something, so they can't complain too much. It's just interesting that I mean, maybe it's just the having to do so much from going from a portable to uh, the Switch, and they don't want to do the Pokemon thing where they kind of half-ass it. So, or maybe it's a big E3 reveal. Who knows? You know, they they do have that in the bag. They don't want to reveal everything, I guess. Yeah. Uh, speaking of E3, Nintendo says there will be no new hardware reveal at E3 after all this big deal about, oh, there's going to be a light version of the Switch that's coming, and there's a pro version. There's still rumors that suggest that the light version is coming this year, but the pro version will be a ways off. I don't know. I doubt. I kind of doubt that the light version will be this year. I could see it with Pokemon coming. Like, what a way to bundle that. Like, bundle a portable version with Pokemon that they're still making a big deal about. What was the, the big report that came out that they're making that? Like, they still want you to do a lot of local co-op and local trading and everything with it, which is great for portable. Um, yeah. So, I wouldn't be too surprised. I just think that they might want to... Maybe not do it at E3, but they might do it as a like Pokemon Direct. Oh yeah, here's this portable version of the Switch. Well, also that yeah. other Pokemon game just came out last year. But that was made for the TV though, more. Like oh, they wanted you to do with the Pokeball and all that. Yeah. This is a regular Pokemon game, which people are used to doing more on portable. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes, yeah. but I I think certainly don't don't rule that out completely. But Nintendo has, and plus they gotta announce some other stuff unless they're just gonna show a bunch of games that we already know about. Because you've got a bunch of stuff coming. What else could they possibly have up their sleeve? You know? Yeah. Um. You know. Uh, I've kind of my my Star Wars fandom has kind of gone down in recent years, so I'm not like super pumped for Fallen Order, but I, I think everyone's yeah. has. <laughs> Looking at the solo uh, box office reports, especially. <laughs> well, I'm sure when Episode Nine comes out, people will be all over that though. Yeah, but uh, Avengers Endgame level fame or you know importance, I don't think. Eh, probably not, but it'll probably run close. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Endgame and Navy Detective Pikachu does a lot of damage and, like, Fallen Order. Yeah. But, I don't know, were you, like, pumped about this? You know, number 15, I know y'all talked about it. Number 15 is when it's coming out, coming out to the three systems. The story's sort of interesting, I kind of want to see more info on it before I'm like totally sold. I like the camera, uh, camera Monahan doing the, the character. Cause I, I love Gotham. So I like him. In I'm Shameless. all about that. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a good actor. Uh, they showed no gameplay. That That's one worrying thing. That doesn't surprise me too much. Cause that might be like an E3 thing. I just don't have a lot of faith. I have no faith in EA and only a little faith in Respawn. Like, they they basically said, like, Titanfall, Titanfall 3 is on hold because of Apex Legends. And I was like, that's, that's not good. 
Yeah, I mean, they nailed it with Apex Legends, but that's more sort of in their wheelhouse. Also, I mean, this is not, so... Like, well, I think, like I said, I'm just sick of this fucking era of Star Wars. Like, yeah, the episode three, after that, yeah, going into episode four, just, all right, can we not have anywhere near else on the timeline? I'm they're gonna have, I know they're gonna have some mission where it's like him and uh, Uncle Owen from, you know, Luke, Luke's uncle are gonna team up on tattooing somehow. <laughs> I think I'm actually more excited about the possibility of the rumors that they could possibly do uh not to the older public stuff for after episode nine. Like a movie. Then yeah, that they might go that route to kind of get away from the Skywalker stuff and It'd be and great, like, but I I don't also don't have faith in Lucasfilm to do that. Like I didn't see solo. I know some people like it. Uh, it's fine. But Rogue One I thought was terrible. Uh, we I have said numerous times that I like the one, so... And the fact that uh, making, like, a TV show based on it is baffling. Uh, that's what You're, Disney Plus is for, though. You make, can make stuff... You can make stuff and it might not do well, but at least you know... Okay, we can't touch that again. You know? That when people were like, oh, we got... They got Alan Tudyk to, you know, be the robot again. It's like, yeah... The only other show he's in right now is Doom Patrol, and he's only in it for five minutes, barely, you know, every episode. Of course they got him back. He's not doing anything else. You think they could do... I mean, it's supposedly that's going to... I know uh, Ryan Johnson's the one working on the next, like, trilogy or whatever, but they're supposedly working with the Game of Thrones... Uh, guys that are also yeah. doing Star Wars stuff to try to figure out if maybe they might head in that direction. So, I mean, Star. It's interesting to me because Marvel has had Kevin Feige for like you know a decade, right? And he is like the guy, right? He's not, he's exactly. Not like the, I mean, he's not like a CEO, but he is like the guy responsible for you know producing every Star- Marvel film, and they're not all, they're not all hits. But they're all have a basic Consistent, level of confidence at least. And Kathleen Kennedy does not have that. Yeah. That's what's weird is they've kept and her like, in that role. I think they I think they tried to get her out, but then no one else wanted the job. <laughs> that that might wanna that that should tell you something. Yeah, I mean aside from solo, the other movies did I mean, the, the two main ones did great, but um, Solo was the was a big, big flop. I, I, and, mean, I think it's yeah. just they're they're really trying to mine, you know, mine out the Star Wars license, and it's just not. I don't think it's just built for that. Like they made three, they made those three Star Wars films, you know, in the seventies and eighties. Those were three years apart each. Right. Uh, so those. Enough to, you know, recharge people on the franchise. They weren't trying to bust out a movie every year, along with, like, two or three of those TV shows about crap that you just don't care about. Yeah, The Mandalorian is something. Yeah. There's people really hyped about that, though, so... Well, they were, they were talking about doing, like, a... Uh, this is before I'll crumble, but they were talking about doing a uh, 
Obi Wan movie with Ewan, Ewan McGregor. They're gonna talk about yeah, and the movie, Boba yeah. Fett movie. Yeah, the Boba Fett movie, and I think at least one other movie. And it's like you're aware no one is asking you for this, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the Boba Fett won Navy because you got the, he's got some crazy fans. It's like why not just have, right. yeah? Why not have him and uh, Captain Phasma team up in a movie where no one no one can see their face ever? <laughs> That'll work wonders. I have you know. Yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. How about that uh how about that Sonic trailer? I am I'm gonna be buying that ticket day one. You know what? Only... I don't mind Jim Carrey that much. He actually what? sold I mean, it's, me it's, sort of on Robotic. It's been twenty years since he's been that Jim Carrey. Like the last time he was like that was like Ace Ventura or the mask. Yeah, maybe that's what it is that I I have uh, some nostalgia there for that. But I, I, yeah, I miss over the top Jim Carrey. Uh, the only way they can movie, make that movie better is it has D box. Which might look. I'm scared for them to uh, the way Sonic looks. I'm scared for them to show like tails or knuckles or anyone like between the teeth and uh, the the arms. And just, I don't know, he's weird looking and like Gangster's Paradise being the song you choose. Uh, you know, a hip current <laughs> song. I mean, that's fine if they want to mold it from the 90s, right? Uh, but like, I don't know. Uh, they did a nice little... It's weird to have Sonic on Earth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they they did some nice, like, odes to the games and stuff, which I thought was cool. Also, uh -huh. I don't remember a ring being used as a teleportation device. No, I think he, I think you can. Well, technically, yes, right? Like, the pin, the little, when you go into the other world or whatever. Well, that's for, like, right? you know, getting the actual Chaos Emerald, you know. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the game, but, uh... Yeah, that's strange. Everything about the movie is strange, and I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I know it'll be terrible. Think it'll be that uh, so bad it's what? good. Yeah, I, I I think Detective Pikachu looks good just as a film, or you know, as right. kind of a uh, love letter to Pokemon or you know the franchise. Sonic does not, and that actually kind of makes it more interesting because it yeah, looks like the director doesn't look like he gave a shit about Sonic. <laughs> I know, like, that theory, the theories going around, like, people wanted to make a Dr. Robotic movie, but they had to have Sonic in it for people to actually approve it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. I need, I need to send you this link. There's a uh, fan Sonic, fan-made Sonic film from, I think, a few years ago. Uh, let me check, see if I can find it. Yeah, it's from six years ago. And it's, like, an 18-minute long film. And it looks yeah. way better than this thing. Yeah. These people are like doing a Sonic film just for fun, and they even had Jaleel White voice Sonic in it as kind of just you know a cool little thing. Right. I, I don't know. Like, there's some parts of it that I kind of liked. You know, him get to do the spin move and all that. Like, yeah, just, but the spin dash. Is he not just looks so weird. Well, the spin dash is not supposed to be used as a. Uh, Weapon of mass destruction. Like, it was. Right. Like, you can't take on the fucking truck with that thing, it looked like. 
Yeah, he like totally destroys the truck, and then a little robot comes out of it. Like, it looks like the Bat Pod from uh, the Dark Knight. That too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go see it. I don't know if you are. Uh, I was joking that the movie should have had uh, like Lacey Chabert as like the human love interest. Like she wasn't that fucking Xbox 360 game. <laughs> that would have been more funny, actually. Like her, it would have been, been funny if her and James Marsden were like in a relationship, and then she just dumps him for Sonic. <laughs> yeah, I like that blue hair, man. Yeah, gotta go fast, but not too there, fast. Exactly, you gotta go fast. Uh, uh, we'll see how that how that goes. Uh, also, Sonic looks gruesome. Yeah, Sonic. The less you close, just don't open. Ha- ha- don't have him open his mouth. I think we'll be all right. Have, just, just have Sonic be uh, telepathic. Yeah, like just he can talk, but in like his mind or something. Yeah. I was fine with him like at the beginning, you know, when he was, and then they all of a sudden they do that part where they show his teeth. It's like, oh my god! All right, no. And then they have like. They don't just have Gangster's Paradise. They have, like, a dubstep version of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this makes it ten times more better. (laughs) Well, speaking of Sonic, uh, the system that he helped make famous, the Sega Genesis, is getting a mini on September 19th. It costs $80 to two controllers. Uh, The Japanese version gets the six-button controllers. The English-American version does not. Um, there's 20 games out of 40 announced for them so far. Uh, surprising that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is in here because it never comes to anything else. No, no. Uh, Sonic 2 does. Sonic 3 doesn't. Oh, it's Sonic 3 that doesn't. Okay. Yeah, because of the Michael Jackson connection. We'll see if it shows up on here or not. Um, lots of the... It echoed the Dolphin Castlevania Bloodline. Shining Force. I'm excited that that's on there. Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, a lot of the ones you'd expect, you know. How much history do you have with the Genesis? Actually, this one I'm sort of interested in because I'm I just got finished reading that Console Wars book. Yeah. And so I sort of have this thing where like I didn't have a Genesis when I was a kid, and I kind of want to have like the Genesis thing. Like the actual I, final good one. Yeah. See, I had um, a Genesis. But I still didn't have a ton of games for it. I only had like there, six games. There wasn't like when you think back, like the Super Nintendo obviously had way better games. Well, right? It's, uh, it's debatable. Uh, like Super Nintendo had better uh, RPGs, more or less. Right. And, and certain some certain better platformers, but you know Genesis had better sports games for one. Some yeah. also better sport, like more, I'd say more imaginative platformers. Uh, yeah, like Echo the Dolphin was interesting well, I mean, for its time, I mean, too. Good platformers. Like, well, hey, Echo's all right. No. Well, Toe Jam and Earl was kind of cool for its time, too. Echo uh, is not all right. <laughs> I liked it. I've played it, it on an emulator. It's all right. When did you play it, though? I don't know, like five years ago. Yeah. When you're an adult and you can figure that shit out. Like, oh, when you're a kid, no. Yeah, you're like, all right, I can swim around and that's kind of cool, but 
I fire my sonar at this crystal and it says some uh, vague, you know, hint. I'm like, all right, what am I supposed to do now? I was amazed reading about like how well that game sold and how they just came up with it like at a dinner or whatever, and they just decided to green light it. And yeah, it doesn't surprise and, like that. That's, yeah. It's a neat concept for a game, but it's just hard as hell. Like when you were a kid. Oh yeah, I um, can understand that. Or even like you know the great Aladdin debate, you know the SNES versus Genesis version. And anyone right. who says SNES is wrong. Or like Mortal Kombat having the blood and the yeah. SNES version it was either I, green or not there. I mean, you mentioned it, but like the whole controversy about like oh the Japanese get the six button controllers, we only get three button, and it's like yeah, no. Only like three games use a six button controller. Like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the ones you would think, like Gunstar Heroes and Shinobi 3, Streets of Rage 2. You know, um, I'd imagine there's going to be at least one Fantasy Star on here where they. Uh, I imagine all the Fantasy Stars, if they can get them. Or at least four, you'd think, because. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see what the other. Yeah. 20 games wind up being... I had a Genesis. I also had the Sega CD and the 32X. So that that was dumb. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't the best choice. How long do you think before it gets hacked? Uh, day one. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since it has you know, USB power or USB connectivity. It's like, oh yeah, that, that's gone. That's getting hacked. You know it. You, you know, if it was some AC adapter... Then it might take a little longer, but nah. Well, you know, uh, Sony has a lot of Marvel TV stuff with oh, Spider-Man and other things oh, going on. Well, go ahead. There was one funny thing yesterday. Uh, Best Buy had a sale where if you bought a PS4 Pro, you got the PS Classic for free. Oh, I saw that. Yes. And I was like, wow, that is that is how bad. bad that thing went. Yeah. Here, we're trying to get rid of it. Here, just take it. Just well, so, take I, it. We don't want it anymore. I did I did see one funny video where a guy was talking about it, and he was like, he was like comparing it to the Genesis collection, and he was like, the Genesis collection has double the games of the PS1 Classic. And it's like, yep. yeah. The Genesis, the Genesis collection will have 512 megabytes of RAM, or you know, hard drive space. Who cares? Like, a Genesis game is... Four megabytes a piece, if that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not, you know, a, seg- a, a PS1 game is 650 megabytes. Like, of course. It, yep. That's, you can't compare it that way. It's, yeah. You got to think about the logistics of it at yeah. the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, Sony has a lot of Marvel TV stuff lined up. They have their overseers, as you'd uh, call them, the uh, Lord and Miller are they're the ones that uh, were producers on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and of course that's getting an animated show um there's other S- Spider-Man related things in development uh, along with um I think I forgot which exactly ones are coming but they have a lot ready to go yeah. uh are you interested in any of that stuff or if they make that uh, Spider-Man show, I'll give it a shot. But they're, they're continuously just making Spider-Man shows. 
Yeah, I mean, if you got it, why not use it? Right? I mean, they, yeah. the movies are working out for them. Uh, people are loving Spider-Man and other things. So I guess my question is, like, how much production value will the actual uh, TV show have? It's not going to look as good as, as the movie. No offense. But. No, uh, especially if you got multiple things going on. I think they'll try to do as much as they can, but I think some of the like cool stuff in the movie that they, they won't be able to do. Do you remember? And this is 15 years ago. Do you remember they made an MTV CGI Spider-Man show? Sort of remember that. Yeah. Uh, they had Neil Patrick Harris as Spider-Man, which is actually kind of ah. pretty pretty good. Uh, but the show, like it was CGI, and had a real like kind of painted look to it. But it looked, it, it still looked kind of strange because it didn't have a, you know a ton of production money for it. So they didn't have a ton of like people wandering around. Yeah, I think maybe things would be more into, but I think there has to be something akin to what you saw in the movie, or people are gonna. Because that was a lot of what was great. I mean, other than the story, right? But uh, that animation was really what popped for that yeah. movie. So you got to do something close to it. Yeah. Well, uh, one of your uh, favorite series, Star Trek, is getting an animated series coming to Nickelodeon. Um, a group nope. of lawless teens <laughs> discover Starfleet ship and they go on an adventure. Apparently, that's not the only thing. There's another series that uh, the Jean-Luc Picard one. Yeah, the well, not just that. There's like apparently two new animated short Trek oh. things coming. Uh, there's one uh, called Star Trek: The Lower Decks, made by the Rick and Morty writer uh, Mike McCag. McMahon, uh, it's sort of going more towards adults. Uh, so a lot of things going. I mean, they're really going after this with the Star Trek uh, CBS. Well, I think it's because the movie, they're not making movies. They kind of have to do something. Right. And there is, like, I think Discovery, it's a bad show, but they, it has shown that there's a, uh, you know, audience for it. No, yeah, certainly. Uh, just, you know, I don't know if you, like, we're going to watch any of this stuff or not, but. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot at least, but I don't have a ton of faith in a lot of it, let's say that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want them to renew the Orville now, for, you know, forget Discovery, frankly. I mean, I kind of yeah. watch that just to laugh at it. That's about it. I need to go back to watching the, <clears throat> the Orville now that I have more time. Yeah, it was, the season was like shockingly good. Oh, it's gotten better. Oh, that's good. Well, season one, the problem with season one I thought was it's just a really bad enforced humor. Uh, especially that Gordon character was not good. They really yeah. toned him down quite a bit. There is still some humor, but it's a lot more natural. Right. They have some episodes that are just, like, fantastic. Especially what they do with... I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but what they do with Isaac is, like, superb. Awesome. Yeah. I have to put that on the list of things yeah. to catch up on. <laughs> now that, now that uh, one piece is finally finished. 
Yeah, now that I have finished all of One Piece. The, the, the important thing. Just, just... Hey, man, once you get rolling with that, you just kind of want to get it over with. I was like at episode, I think, like 650, and I was like, oh, God, I just want to get this over with. I still got like 200 more episodes to go. <laughs> let's, let's overcharge now, on this now, to get through. Now you should start uh, Detective Conan. Uh, no. No, I'm not starting screw I, I, doing Naruto, too. <laughs> I have a friend, you know, she saw, like, uh, a commercial for a case closed, you know, Detective Conan. Yeah. A Dragon Ball Z DVD. And she got internet, like, she wanted to see it. She, she like, downloaded a few episodes, or I gave them to her. Yeah. But now she's outraged, like, that she can't find any DVDs in stores, or, you know, that it didn't come out in America. Yeah, that show's freaking old. <laughs> Yeah, and That's then it's like, dirt. not not every game comes out, in, or not every show comes out in America, like. Yeah, that predates all that stuff, like, so, um, not to mention it wasn't really, like, this big old, uh, this super beloved thing here in America either, so, it, yeah. you know, Crunchyroll, I think, has, like, 300 episodes or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it doesn't start from, the orig- from, like, the start, and that's what she wants to see. Yeah. Well, spend a hundred dollars and buy the dvd set like that's your only option yeah that's the thing is probably a lot of those episodes they have different rights and different rights holders and it would cost them a bunch of money to yeah so yeah now that at&t owns them maybe who knows yeah, yeah i'm sure <laughs> uh disney plus is happening it's happening november 12th 2019 it costs seven dollars watch out netflix um, it's going to have eventually every Disney movie ever made on it, at least the animated stuff. Um, most of the Pixar films, all the Pixar shorts, most of the Star Wars films, the TNT still holds the rights to the streaming, all that. So they won't have those for a while. Um, you know, all the live action ones that have been made recently, Disney Channel stuff, National Geographic stuff, all the streaming rights of The Simpsons, which is really interesting how that went down, and all the new shows that they're going to be making um, as well. So all the Marvel stuff with the WandaVision and Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, all the Star Wars stuff we talked about. That's a lot of stuff to have yeah, pretty but, quickly. I mean, you're going to buy it. I don't think yeah, I'm buying it. But, yeah, it's going to be huge for parents and pretty much everyone. I mean, this is a steal at $7. They could have made it way more expensive if they wanted to. Well, I'm paying like the introduction, introductory price, and then after it gets established, they'll raise it. Yeah, this is going to be, like you said, big. People are going to really jump on this. Um, if they have a lot of this content available pretty quickly, I think you're going to see this explode. Um, I think ESPN already has like $2 million or something, or a little bit more than that, and they're at $5. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think also the more interesting thing, too, is now they're trying to talk to Comcast about getting every, getting the rights to Hulu, period. That, to me, like, not to mention it being the whole, oh, we have all the stuff that we own that we don't want to be on Disney Plus that we can put on there. But, like, what that does to Hulu, like, how much of that stuff 
still stays on there now that Disney owns it. Does Disney try to get more stuff for Hulu that they don't want on Disney Plus? I mean, well, Hulu is ABC, Fox, and NBC. well, they took Fox's part, right, with the deal. Yeah, but so own ABC. <laughs> yeah. So now if they bought out NBC's part. They'd own the whole thing. I mean, like, what do you think they could really, aside from putting, like I said, their stuff that they don't want on Disney Plus, like, is that the only incentive to having that? Like, it, I'm trying to well, figure out what they really could Hulu do with that. Here. I mean, I don't think Disney Plus is going to be, like, up-to-date TV. Like, Hulu has that on them, at least. Right. Uh, and it's a more established brand, I guess. Yeah, like, I think Comcast is, like, the only one that, hasn't announced, oh, we're doing our own... Well, no, is NBC Universal doing a streaming service? I, I, mean, I don't want to ever... I think they have one, but I don't think it... You know, no one cares. <laughs> right, I mean, they're like the only one that hasn't announced something huge for it. Like, I think, uh, you know, Time Warner announced they're doing one, and there's another one that's doing it. Like, I think they're the only big, big company that hasn't. So, I don't know, maybe they decide to do it after they... If they sell their rights, but I don't know. I just wonder what the, what happens to the other content that's like not owned by NBC, that's not owned by Disney either. If that it'll it'll go back it's to affected. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Netflix or yeah, like Funimation just made a deal with Hulu, so I wonder how that if that would affect it or not. Um, yeah, it's just it's interesting, interesting how that goes down. Let's talk about games. We've been playing. Uh, you know, we mentioned Division Two. I don't know if you wanted to talk any more about it or not. No, like I said, I'm having more fun. Uh, but the just they don't explain stuff well in that game, and the story is bad. Yep, that is a universal thing that I have heard and read about Division Two. The story is not good. And it's a shame because I the reason I feel like the Division One is it had a interesting story. And it had, like, good environmental storytelling. And this game, like, has some of that, but it's bad. And then it's missing the rest. There's just... There's not a, like, cohesive story that goes through? No, God, That's no. interesting? No. Not at all. They have, like, a, they have occasionally... Occasional cell phones for you to find. To get, like, yeah. background information and the echo crap. Um, but that's about it. Like I, you get more story out of the loading screens than you do like in the actual game. And I was like, "This is that's this is not the good." Problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good at all. Uh, I know I, you. Go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna say like when I got to like the uh, like the end game content, like the whole thing is like uh, this like new security, uh, evil security firm like takes over DC and it happens in like a 10 second cutscene, and that's it. And then it just dumps you back to like the game. And I was like, it just started popping off like new tool tips and, you know, uh, you know, screens. And I was like, this, you could have done this with a story, some, you know, some yeah. kind of story thing. <laughs> well, sorry that uh, division two story didn't, Go well at, for you. I, I know y'all talked about Far Cry New Dawn and Risk of yeah, Rain 2. I don't know if you... I still got to finish the review of that. 
And I, it's funny because in my review, I'm like, I know this game, I know this is two months old, but I wanted to see if it was as dumb as Far Cry Five, and thankfully <laughs> it's not. Um, well, that's positive at least. Yeah, I mean, I still, don't, I still don't think it's a good game. Um, like the lack of a character is the biggest problem, but that's how they wanted to do this these games for some reason. I have no idea why. Yeah, especially when the villains aren't as strong as no. the other games. Yeah. So that uh, uh, doesn't help it either. Let's see what else. I, I well, you and I both got Risk of Rain, but yeah, I don't think you've played it. I have not. I love it. I think it's really great. Uh, I guess the one thing I'll talk about um, was I played that Warhammer Chaos Bane beta. What did you think? Well, I wrote a preview. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's up or not. Um, it's really good. Like it's not. I don't think it's quite as good as like a Diablo, like Diablo three. Um, right. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, you're pretty mobile. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, hopefully I can get it, or we can get it for review when it comes out. Is it a uh, like basically a Diablo type game, just in yeah. the Warhammer universe? Or? Yeah. Like the biggest change, I guess, is like I played a mage character, so like I could actually control like some of my spells with the right thumbstick, so I could shoot out an energy ball, but then control its direction. So that's pretty interesting because then you could like set up traps with you know enemies. You could like funnel them all through this hallway, fire the energy ball, and then you could just keep running it between you know the hallway and killing everyone and who you know came, who came into it. Well, that's that's it. I mean, I'm in, I like Diablo type games, so I'm sort of interested as well. It's coming to consoles too. Yeah, I mean that oh. friend that type of game genre isn't popular that much anymore. Yes, yeah, outside of Diablo. Well, no, there's Path of Exile, which that's been right, yeah. forever. Uh, Victor Vran, which is okay, and that right. Van Helsing game, which is less okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's... Well, and then what, Torch... Is. Well, Torchlight 2 is finally coming to PC, or to console, I yeah. should say. You know, five years after it came out, in two years, yeah. the game... You know, the studio closed. The game's good, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah. that's the problem is every... All these games came out in, like, 2015 or before. Right. So, like, this game looks good. That There's this Korean uh, Diablo game that looks insane that I want to come out here, but I don't think it ever will. What's uh, it called? Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. It's... I uh, mean... Well, I'll go... Uh, it's called Lost Lost Ark Online. Ah, okay. I feel like and I've heard of that. I may have sent you a trailer. It's a, it's just yeah. like a weird MMO slash Diablo clone where there's like 15 different classes. And like the game looks beautiful, but it's all in Korean. And <laughs> looks like some free-to-play garbage, kind of. Right. Uh, which is a shame. But good. Yeah. Well, it also has like a big social aspect. And I say, I, I don't want that necessarily. I just want to, you know, play as this gun uh, character and shoot a bunch of, you know, zombies or deep devils or whatever the, whatever you have in this thing. Um, but, yeah, the only 
I would say the only problem with that Warhammer thing is I really wish it was a Warhammer 40k game. <laughs> oh, so it's not. It's, it's what? It, so what is it in in the lore or the series of Warhammer? Just well, there are t- there are two. Basically, there are two Warhammers. There's Warhammer, which is fantasy, you know, medieval, you know, tons of armor, you know, like that type of stuff. Okay. Basically, fantasy. And then right. Warhammer 40K, which is sci-fi. Oh, it's, that's like the space stuff. Huh? Yeah. And that's what I wish this game. Like, I wish this game was Warhammer 40K because all these games are fantasy based. Yeah. It would give it a different flavor. That'd be good. Yeah, but then it'd be weird because, you know, you don't have, you're not a mage with, you know, lightning powers. You're a guy with, you know, a bolt pistol or something. <laughs> you think they could do it, though, if they wanted to? I mean, not with this game, not unless they had, like, some really dramatic DLC. Uh, I think it would require a different game, but I think it's right. certainly possible, sure. Well, hey, if this does well, you know, it's, oh, it's yeah, hopefully. like... I think, I think it'll... You, do okay because people want this type of game. <laughs> yeah, people like these. The people that like these type of games, they like them and they play them a lot. So yeah. Well, Are you anything? yes, I am playing uh, some indie stuff and an old game. Uh, the World Next Door is a cool little indie. It's like really short. It's like a visual novel plus like a match three game. Um. And it it's neat. It's like just uh, you're this Earthling that gets stuck on this other planet that's like there because they do it like once a year or they let you go to this other planet. And there's match three stuff that you match like different magic symbols. They're all elemental and then you can kill the enemies or whatever. It's not a particularly hard game, but the story is sort of interesting and. Uh, you know, I would say that it's like only three or four hours, so for the price, that might be an issue for somebody, but I liked it for what it is. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, playing Our World Has Ended, which is a visual novel. Uh, yeah, I'm on like chapter three. And the story is okay if it wouldn't get constantly derailed for them to make boob jokes. A lot. I think, like I said to you, that's like a hyperdementia game. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like hyperdementia, that kind of comes with the territory, right? Like, um, not every visual novel or not every anime does this. Like, it's funny. It was funny watching One Piece and then playing this at the same time. Like, you'll have Brooke make the skeleton guy make a joke about wanting to see a girl's panties like every three episodes or something. This was doing it every like, I don't know. It felt like almost every other joke for a while. It stopped for a little bit and then they went back to it again. And it's like, God, stop. I know this is like, again, this is, you know, these are meant to be towards young boys or or whatever, but there's a certain just, like, because the premise seemed cool. Like, okay, so you're in this AR. There's a you're devel- it's a it's actually based on games. Like, so there's a game developer called Judgment Seven, and you're like all part of the development team. The one character that's supposed to be you, but he has the actual name, and he also 
talks and like he uh stuff happens and like you you're like stuck there and and stuff happen it comes from some of their old games and starts invading this game that you're making and it's like the story's sort of interesting but it keeps derailing into oh let's make a joke about the girl's boobs or oh they're two sisters well the one sister that's younger has bigger boobs than the older sister, so the younger sister's better or whatever. It's like, my God, stop! <laughs> you know, so I mean, that is a, yeah. directly a hype, what happened in Hyperdimensional One, I think. Yeah, I think so. But um, I am sort of interested in that Super Nintendo, like sixteen-bit Hyperdimension game that's coming soon. Uh, but that's another topic. I think. Um, for being sixty dollars, I think you gotta be like. Even if you're a big visual novel person, I don't know. I don't know that I would recommend that to somebody. Um, Katana Zero is really good. Um, another Devolver Digital hit, pretty much. Um, so this game has like two folds. It's sort of has a little story that goes like what happens at night. While you go and just kill a bunch of dudes, but you don't do it like the messenger because you're a ninja as well. You're like an assassin, but you're I forgot what game that does this where you you're you like play it out and then you get to watch it again. It like almost kind of does like the Super Meat Boy stuff where super, you super hot. Yeah, super hot. Okay, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of super hot in this where like. You basically are – you go through and you kill everybody, and then it, unless you die, it will tell you, okay, that will work, and then you get to rewatch it again. You can also skip it if you don't want to, but it's actually really cool to go back and rewatch it if you did it like smooth or did some cool moves or whatever because you can jump and you can also slash and you can – eventually as you keep going through the levels, there's more stuff like you have to evade um, switches and uh, you get like – stuff that you can throw at them to yeah. and you can slow down time as well. So like there's a part where you have to like go through a like in the early the first level, you have to go through a fan, but if you don't do the slow down time correctly, then you'll get killed and you have to do it again. Right. So it's it's actually it's really cool. It's really good. Um the I kind of like the stuff where you have to talk to your therapist or whatever afterwards. Um, but I'm not far enough to where it may become annoying after a while because it does give you like dialogue choices, and yeah. there's people that you meet eventually, and and you can dialogue choice your way through uh, the therapist thing too. If you don't want to talk to him very much, you can end that really fast and then get your drug and go on. Uh, but I've kind of enjoyed that too. It's I'd rather much more just enjoy. Like going through the the killing people stuff and going through the missions, but yeah, it's just really neat. I like the the music's really good in it too. So if you're looking for one of those Devolver Digital things for like twenty bucks, it's there. It's on the Switch. Um, also, Steam World Quest just came out. Um, it's also on the Switch. There, it's it's pretty good. Like I like it. Like I've never played a card game where it actually has a story and it. You just, especially like playing a turn-based RPG, but with cards, and you only have like eight cards in a deck. So 
when you get cards, you actually do have to do a lot of deck building and switching cards out and whatever. Um, there's like five characters, so I think they could have probably used a little bit more characters, I would say. Um, it's like a 15-hour game for 25 bucks, so it's it's pretty good on the ratio there if you care about time versus uh, money. But, like, I like it. Like, I, I like the SteamWorld games. Um, I like the – I like SteamWorld 1 and 2, but I didn't like uh, that Fantasy Heist? Yeah. I liked Heist okay. I agree with you. I like the Dig games more. But this is sort of totally up my alley, so I'm down with it. Like, the, the some of the characters are funny, and you can do chain attacks, and – um, uh, and they have some like cool chains that you can eventually learn how to do and it can really help you. The only thing that sucks is kind of like the boss battles are like all the same. It's just, okay, here's the boss and he has way more health than the rest of the characters and you just beat him and you go on. Um, it's almost sort of like a dungeon crawler too. Like you just go through and you eventually go to the, oh, here's the, the little part, here's the level with the the treasure and then you have to go back down and go through and you can go through and just go straight through into the boss or you can actually go explore a little bit but it's not a lot of exploring and there's one little caveat where if you want to it auto saves right but if you want to manually save you can save but it also resurrects all the uh the enemies so yeah. you have to decide whether you want to grind through and beat all the enemies again or you can just go beat the boss or, or whatever um but yeah, I mean, it gives you options. I like that, but if it had a little bit more options, I think it'd be like perfect. Um, but it's still a really good game for for what it is, and it's perfect for the Switch because uh, you can get through those. Um, there's various acts, so you can get through one level in the act pretty quickly, and then you know if you want to wait to play another one, uh, you have that option. So yeah, I would totally. Uh, recommend uh, steamroll quest and katana zeal for sure also been playing final fantasy 10 uh final fantasy 10 is still pretty good uh it's great to play on the switch because uh, (laughs) i don't mind the story so much in 10 like it makes sense like yuna is trying to go through this journey and titus is dealing the crap with his dad and cry baby dick Yes, he's a great crybaby, but, um, yeah, you know, and Final Fantasy X, too, I think, gets a bad rap, but it's actually better than uh, people give it credit for. That dress sphere uh, battle system is actually pretty cool. Um, you just like dressing uh, Lulu up in different outfits. <laughs> well, Lulu's not in that game. Or right, whatever. The, it's uh, Riku and, oh, no, Pain is terrible, I hate pain. They could have done without her. Um, um, I'm surprised they didn't try to put Lulu in there instead of pain. That's I weird. thought she wasn't actually. No. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's still fifty bucks, so you make your decision there. Uh, but yeah, at least you get two games instead of one. If you enjoy that game at all, it's it's worth on the Switch. It plays great on the Switch. I didn't have any problems at all. Um, even in uh, portable. It's probably more akin to the PS3 HD remaster than the PS4 one, but it still looks pretty good, and, you know, uh, so, totally. Like I said, I don't know when I'm going to get 12. I might wait on that one for a while, but, 
Uh, oh, we forgot to talk about the Valve headset. Are you interested in this at all? If I could afford it, I would be, but, you know, it ain't going to happen. I don't know if it's, like, a bunch of money more than the Rift S or whatever. Well, the core headset, Uh, I don't think it's that much more, but, like, the controllers are, like, $250, and, like, the, you know, the... What the base, yeah, yeah, a ton more. it costs like a thousand dollars basically to get the base, the controllers, and the 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 index. Yeah, is what it's called. Uh, the index by itself costs five hundred dollars. It's not wireless though, so um, you still have to connect it and everything. Um, I mean, it's cool. It seems like it's trying to be more high end, so that's cool that Valve's getting in it. It looks neat. I like the whole black design. It looks pretty sleek. I would say that. Sure. Um, well, let's uh, – from here until whenever we get done talking, I guess, is the Avengers Endgame spoilers. So you can pretty much this, – that's, this is the end of the podcast. If you don't want to hear us talk about Avengers Endgame, if you do, we're about to do that and – just a little bit. Um, basically, I already talked about Final Fantasy uh, 12 coming out this week. Uh, Giga Rec- Wrecker Alt looks pretty good. It's a cool little indie. Um, I would uh, tell you to check that out when it comes out in a couple days. Uh, Valhalla, that like bar tender like visual novel slash thing game is also coming to consoles. Uh, the fade to silence that like survival game. That's like in an ice world yeah. is out. If for some reason you want to start like on the PC, that thing is out as well. <laughs> um, aside from that, I don't know. I don't see anything that's like the SNK 40th anniversary is finally on Xbox One. They have really been rolling that out piecemeal. Yeah. Uh, Space Warfare, I think, comes out on the PC. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And World End Syndrome uh, as well. So, yeah. Uh, that's your games coming out uh, this week. And so here you go, Avengers Endgame. What'd you yeah, think, Mark? I liked it. <laughs> you have any like things. favorite parts? Yeah, I agree. Like that first two thirds is pretty slow. Well, the first hour—it's basically three movies. The first hour <laughs> is like exploring the world after the snap. The second hour is like the heist hour, and then the third hour is just like an all big battle. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you uh, did you like all the? What did you think about the uh, the characters coming back and all that? Just in the the battle there. Well, it's expected. Like, of yeah. course, you know, most of them have to come back. It's not. I'm, not gonna bring, it's not like they're going to not bring back like Black Panther or Spider-Man. They have movies due out soon. Right, exactly. Yeah, especially Spider-Man uh, because it deals exactly with what happens after yeah. uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So. 
I thought uh. I thought there was a weird plot hole, and this is really a spoiler to Spider-Man, because at the end of the movie, like they have like a kind of a wrap up with all the characters. Right. And Spider-Man goes back to school, and like he hugs his buddy Ned, mm-hmm. and it's like either Ned should be five years older, or I mean, he got. I, no, apparent. Okay, so according to the writers, everybody that was that's important in Spider-Man got snapped. Everyone? So everybody, like, that's that's a mighty big coincidence, I guess. So like all, so MJ, Ned, and Peter, and then all of his other high school friends that he's showed him the trailer. Well, those are the main three that are important. I don't know about everybody else, and like, because like they're. The writers do make an like. There's some of the kids that are going to be in college while he's still in high school, and then um, I don't know if uh, what's her, um, the the freaking aunt, Aunt May, uh, yeah, gets she, snapped she or not. Older. She didn't look older. So yeah, she didn't look older. So, but yeah, so that's sort of the the going into Far From Home why he gets to meet Ned and they're both in high school or yeah, whatever. I don't buy it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, thought the, I thought the Cassie thing was interesting because they're going to clearly have her now be like another hero whenever they do another Ant-Man movie. Yeah, and also Will Morgan eventually do something with the, uh, was, the Iron Man stuff. It was funny when they did that kind of... Uh, funeral shot like they had that one one kid and he was older and it, right. it was a kid from Iron Man 3 uh huh exactly look that up it's like oh that is him and then uh well what did you think of um it's a, the Gwyneth Paltrow character getting I thought that was kind of cool the her getting armor yeah. and that's cool. I mean, they're not going to use her again, unfortunately. Yeah. The. What did you think about the? Like, I didn't. It didn't bother me because you know, and I was really excited about it. And you had I, apparently, I got sat around all the women because, like, all of a sudden, all the women like yelled out in the yeah, theater, like shy. "girl power" and like. Yeah, that one. It was, it was really kind of pandering. I thought actually. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it was total and pandering, but. I thought. Captain Marvel was wasted in that film. Yeah, she, like, left for half the movie. No, she left for 90% of that movie. She's in it for the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes, and that's about it. Yep, that's what... Why are you here? That's Anaya's, like, favorite uh, hero, so she's like, oh, where'd Captain Marvel go, Dad? I'm like, well, they just had her leave, so I don't know. Yeah, they didn't have enough material for her or something. Well, the, technically, uh, they did this before Captain Marvel, so, like, yeah, that's what was weird about this. You can watch the Red Letter Media review of the film. They go over it way more in-depthly. It's great. Uh, I thought the Hulk was great. Uh, oh, I really like the Hulk in this, too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the him with the um, the time person, that part was pretty good, the too. The ancient one? yeah. Uh, the what'd you uh what'd you think of the Captain America stuff? It's fine. I like seeing Haley Atwell again. Like, yeah, that was cool. 
She's still hot. Good to know. <laughs> um, did you? So apparently, like Bucky apparently knows he's gonna do that. So that's why he talks to Falcon more. But apparently, that Falcon and Bucky show might have to do with whatever happens to Cap during the time when he leaves. I don't know. That's supposedly thoughts Maybe. from the writers or whatever. Yeah, we'll see. I, I guess I'm more curious how they're going to bring back Vision. <laughs> well, I think the... Well, Number Shuri had almost had him complete or whatever. Yeah, so they could technically put him in another body. Maybe. Right? And interesting that show's going to be set in the 50s. So we'll see... How that works out with all that technology that they have to use for them. Um, did you like uh, Black Widow dying, yeah. or did you want Hawkeye yeah, it to? Fine. It was fine she died, but again, it's going to be interesting how they bring it, make a movie, you know, out of her character. Oh, that's going to be a prequel, obviously. I mean, like, if, I, if it is, it'd be kind of weird because it's like I. Is that gonna be any mortal danger or anything? It's like I or it's gonna have to do with like all that. Oh, here's what happened in Budapest thing. Nah. You know. Uh, I mean, I think it made like apparently they did map it out to where uh, Hawkeye would have died at one point, but they eventually decided on Black Widow, and I think it makes sense because like he's the one that has the family, and yeah, yeah. You kind of wanted them to eventually get to be back together or whatever. Show to have uh, Linda Cardellini in it. She's a wife character, and I want oh. her to also be some like badass archer. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I can see like the kid, like the because he's showing the oldest daughter yeah. how to. Well, it's like, oh, very reminiscent of that Kate Bishop character in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I liked it all. I'm like the um. Who I did uh, Spider Man and Black Panther got the biggest cheers in the theater. I don't. Did you get crazy people in the theater cheering and stuff? Oh, I sat while I was in the theater with my friend. We had great seats right in the corner, like way in the back. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a huge theater, so it was, you know it was perfectly fine to see the screen. But it was this, it was this jackass usher. Like, he came in, like, right when the battle was happening. Yeah. And he literally, when they started doing the Black Panther chanting, like, there was a big audience clap and, like, people were hooping. He was literally chanting along with them, like, with the film. Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. St- the Wakanda and, thing that they say, know, yeah. I, I was almost like, dude, get out. Like, or <laughs> stop ruining this for me. Yeah. And we had yeah people just getting crazy and and uh, shouting like Wakanda forever and it's uh, like all right this is the movie. I mean you saw the <coughs> you saw the film uh, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, how full was your theater? Oh, it was full. Like, if I hadn't have bought my tickets online, like, four days ago, I would not have been able to get into that 6.30 showing. Because I got there, when I went to go pick up my tickets, they had sold out the 6.30 and the 6.45, and the next showing they had was 7.15. Yeah. So, and my not one of the big chains. 
Yeah, so. neither was our. I was amazed. Our, you know, our sold out. We got there at six fifteen. The, the the theater the show started at seven, and there was right. already a line of like thirty people ahead of us. That's how it was for me. I got there forty five minutes early as well, and there was a huge line to get the tickets. They were turning people away and telling them you had to wait like an hour. And there's people that were like just sitting there waiting. And then the line to get concessions is like, oh my god. Well, uh, not that bad, thankfully, because I bought it online it, too. So I just, here's my credit card. Give my tickets. Yeah. Let's go. And then like Anaya always has to have an IC when we go to the theater so i had to wait in the whole line and she's like i'm bored waiting in this line i was like well you're the one that wants this damn icy so you're gonna wait yeah. <laughs> like uh, no i mean for her she almost fell asleep during that early parts and then when the yeah, battle was about to start she got real yeah. excited i actually like the yeah. early parts but i don't think they went like went enough or had enough like it would have been interesting to see wakanda yeah. After it. Yeah, you didn't get to see anything with the Okoye, really. Yeah. Or, um, uh, Winston. I forget the guy's name. The character's name, but Winston Duke, the gorilla. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Mbaku uh, or Baku, yeah. I think that's it. Mbaku, Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. No. Like. I just. You know. Overall, I. I really liked it. I, I get that it's a huge challenge through that movie. Uh, to wrap up all those loose ends and everything. And yeah, the what did you think about the... I thought Ant-Man was really pretty good. Oh, yeah. For all that. Oh, right, uh, did awesome. you I think have a problem that, at like, all with any of the time stuff? or? Oh, no. It flowed fair enough, I guess. What um, I meant, like, uh, the time trap, like, no, no, freaking Thanos just gets the show... Send a whole army through with the. Well, that's a big <laughs> ship. So what do you expect? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, the only thing that like was a little strange. Well, strange is like no one batted an eye at either Nebula or Rocket. <laughs> yeah. If, if you have a talking fucking raccoon, people might be freaked out a little, or you know. It might be like, oh, I guess religion, you know, we're the only life in the planet's a little off. Well, Nebula was at least on her planet when they had to do that separating thing. Like, Rocket being an Asgard, I'm like, nobody says anything. Well, no, like, Asgard, oh. I mean, no, Asgard's no. I mean, like, when Nebula and Rocket are living on Earth for the, ne- for the you know, for that five-year period. Oh, well, I think people know them, right, from... I mean, the Avengers do, but I don't think, like, a regular person would, you know. No, yeah, you're right. Or, like, the Hulk is kind of walking around New York or wherever the hell he was. It's like... Well, like, everybody was trying to, like, get his autograph and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... I did like the, um... Oh, the Thor... Getting to go see his mom again and all that—that okay. was that was nice. Like, yeah, the ham. I, uh, I thought the hammer scene with Cap was great. Oh, that was awesome! Like, he's like, I knew you could do it. Like, yeah. Then well, yes. also before that, Thanos busting that shield up. Yeah, just like carving it up, and then he's he has both the Stormbringer and the Mjolnir, and he's like, well, let me have that. One. <laughs> like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. It, 
I think, uh, you know, if you think about it too hard, you can nitpick that movie to death or whatever, but I don't think overall it's, it's an enjoyable. I mean, it's, a, it's an extremely satisfying movie. I think, I still think, I might think Infinity War is better just as a actual film. I think um, they told better stories in this this one, though, especially with the original six. Like, Yeah. Like, Iron Man was... I almost started crying at the end, you know? Like, damn, that sucks. I mean, like, I could see it coming. Like, one of them, one of the big ones had to go. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, just it was sad. Uh, well, plus he was like so sad about Spider Man, and then he comes in, and then oh, then he's the one that dies, and it's like oh god. Um, well, it looks like you like the idea of Thor, maybe being yeah. in Guardians Three. I mean, it'll take the pressure off him a little. Um, I think he works better as a character when he's not the main focus. Like yeah. Thor Ragnarok, like Thor Ragnarok, he kind of was, but it's also more of a, you know, buddy movie or a team movie. Yeah, there was an ensemble there with yeah. that one. Like, I, like Thor one and two, they were okay, but not what you really wanted. Well, did you read that he like he was kind of tired of Thor yeah. until Ragnarok? Yeah. Because, well, especially two was just so bad. Yeah. I just, uh, don't blame the guy at all, but. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly setting up some interesting stuff for some of the other movies and all yeah. that. I want to see how Spider-Man's going to handle all this. That's just to see how it truly closes, I guess. He's facing, well, Jay, he's facing uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, so you never know what's going to happen. Oh, God. He'll use that time-reminding potion like in Prince of Persia. and. <laughs> I do like Mysterio as a villain, so there's that too. Well, yeah, it looks well, decent at least. Like that's a pretty that's a pretty C list villain. Let's be honest, but yeah, it's true. But I mean, they've used a lot of the other ones yeah. so. for good and bad movies. Plus, Venom has his own thing, so I don't know if they want them to mix right now. I hear you yawning, so we should end this. We should wrap this up. Yeah, it's a, it's late. We almost went like three hours almost. Yeah. Uh, but all right, that's it for uh, the show. If you uh, like what you heard, you can always subscribe video games to the max or subscribe to everything we do with W2 Network. Go visit W2Net.com. You have uh, uh, Mark's Division Two review and also the uh, Warhammer Chaos Bane preview as well. Um. Uh, thank you to Last Word on Life for hosting us on there as well. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WTMShawn, at HumanityPlague, at WTMNetwork. And until uh, next week, we'll see you later, everybody.